1: Recorded live.
2: Hi, everybody. It's March the 5th, 2015, and it's time for my private audio call tonight. Our special guest speaker is Redress Wright, also known as Brett, and he also has on with him the CEO of the Legal Redress Commission, which... You can see on his website. It's uh, if they want to go to your website. It's redressright. dot org. Right. Hi.
3: Redress right dot dot org and redressright.com. dot com. Oh,
2: okay, good. Hi, Brett. How are you doing,
4: Brett? Are you there?
5: Sound like we lost him again. No,
4: no, 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 no. I had it on mute. I didn't want the wind
5: that's blowing out here to get into the phone.
6: Scared me I'm there. doing
5: okay.
2: With <laughs> everything
5: having been experienced, everything is okay.
2: Well, good. How long have you been out now?
5: Uh, since the 7th of February.
2: Wow. Why don't you give everybody a, a little synopsis on what happened and what you went through and up to this point? Okay. And I won't hold
5: back any of the truth. Uh, in 1998, I served time for sexual misconduct for a minor a person above the age of 15, 16 years old. I coped to it and I did the time. However, because the court, and I didn't know most of the stuff I know now, I was doing the best I could with the legal stuff back then, but I did something that kind of took them by surprise. I rejected probation and told them I wanted to max out, which. Erased any requirement for registration at the time, but I still told them I'd do it for 10 years. I figured I needed to pay a cost for what I did. And after the 10 years was up, I said, okay, I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to do it through the mail. I'm not going to go down anybody's station to do anything. They waited two years to come after me in a sense that they wanted to bring it up as an issue. It was only after I did something in the state of New Mexico, um I ended up taking possession of two point two million acres of land. It was recorded on the record, it covered seven different cities and two separate counties. They didn't even catch on to it until two thousand and twelve when all of this started. And that was the reason they came my way. But I had already anticipated all of this happening, so I was able to prepare in advance. I was able to ask certain questions during the whole proceeding. Then I got to do something no one else has been able to do for quite some time and successfully walk out of the place while doing it. I tried every single technique, tactic, you name it, I tried it. The corporation, I'm not the legal fiction, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm this, I'm that. I tried it all. We put in affidavit after affidavit, bringing up all of the points. And what's having a lot of success with some of the other guys who were inside the facility, the detention center, five of them are home. I'm included in that five. One of them is out on bail. But some of them are home scot-free with the cases having been dismissed.
6: Wow, it that's caused great.
5: me to be, well, throughout the Virgin Islands, all the attorneys know of this character named brett jones they all say that he's crazy but apparently he knows what he's doing and i say it's not me all i'm doing is just highlighting what's going on with the system they didn't provide anything they blocked all access to mail all access to the court they wouldn't even let me speak for myself your listeners will be very surprised to hear how much you don't ever want to speak in any of their courts you don't want to say a word to the police. You don't want to say a word to the prosecutor. You don't want to say a word to the public defender. You want to remain silent. You want to actually shut up and not say a word. And when we talk later in the conversation, I'll explain why it turns out that they introduced a new law in 2006 and made it re- Well, they attempted to make it retroactive. So even though a person may have already served time and already have finished out their sentence, they were now applying this new law to them. And this new law was being backdated to the beginning of time. And so this would include Adam and Eve and everybody else who ever existed on the planet who were anywhere near the United States, they would be included in this so-called new law that the attorney general was allowed to introduce and to backdate the, unique part about it is nobody knew. Most of the people out there had no idea that this law had been redone because it's only put on the registry. There are no notices sent to anyone. I had no idea about this stupid law and I actually, I didn't care because I knew it wasn't about the no stupid code. What I've done is I've gotten their attention by having them change four different judges and we know whenever they change a judge or whenever they step out the room and come back or bring you into a different courtroom in a different venue. I wanna tell you and your listeners exactly what's going on. As a matter of fact, I can tell you that I tested out the system and did the research on everything that happened. And I don't wanna take up too much time doing all the talking, but I definitely want your listeners to understand that we understand what's going on. And I'll start first of all by saying once a police officer or someone who claims to be a police officer pulls someone over, they tell them they're placing them under arrest or they come to their home and say they're placing them under arrest and they will start with the phrase, you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to speak to an attorney. You have the right to have an attorney provided for you. If you cannot afford an attorney. Anything you say can and will be used against you. People have not been catching on. They're never talking to the so-called person they are arresting. They're talking to you as a group, as rebels and insurrectionists. And people have not picked up on it. I was able to stand up in that courtroom and let them know that I am not you. I said, all the identifications you brought in here, none of them said you. And then I said, "Uh uh-oh, I know who you are. You are you. And you need to stop you from doing all the things that you are doing because you're causing a lot of damage. And although I'm being sarcastic with them, she understood exactly what I was saying. After I sent her a letter, the judge, in the private, private confidential personal communication, wrote it on the outside of the letter and on the cover page, told her, my business is never done in the public. My business is always done in private. When I'm in my car, I'm in my car. I'm not out in the public. I'm inside my property and I'm doing my business in private. I keep saying to people when you go to the ATM, you don't have everybody come up to the ATM looking at your number, your PIN number, and how you're pushing it in. And you don't leave money sitting there telling them that you trust them because you're operating in the public. We don't ever do anything in the public. All people have to do is Think about it. We never do anything in the public. There's only one thing that protects us. The Federal Bureau of Prisons, if people go to their website, they'll find out that the designation and sentence, computation sentence for the Department of Corrections or the Federal Bureau of Prisons is located in Grand Prairie, Texas. On the United States Air Force, or excuse me, United States Marine Force drive at their reserve complex, the army reserve complex. The unique thing about that, most people would just look at it and say, it's just an address. The United States military is prohibited from engaging the public and from being on American soil. That's why all of their facilities are sovereign territories; They're their own separate nations because they cannot be part of the United States nor be on United States soil because they are there to protect against foreign invasions. The FBOP, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, being situated inside the military on their base means that they are foreign jurisdiction. The Attorney General in 1925, under the opinion of the Attorney General 34 Act 483, simply stated that the gold French flag is not done by statute. It's done by the President in his capacity as Commander-in-Chief of the United States Army, and Navy. All of this means is that this has all been about military occupation. So you is considered to be under the 14th amendment and we were told, and I was one of those who told people the same thing because I went off of what other people were saying to stay away from the 14th amendment. That's your enemy. You don't want to be a 14th amendment citizen. The United States is in a state of war. They are an occupying force and under courts look at this, marshal, with a hyphen between the two words, making it a legal term, courts marshal, under courts martial they have the authority to exercise jurisdiction wherever they choose and cannot be challenged. And that's why it doesn't matter if you challenge the jurisdiction because they're there collecting a debt. That's why everybody's said to be owing a debt to society when they are put inside of their court system. everyone going a debt, which is the 14th Amendment, section four. If everybody would just go tomorrow or tonight and look at the 14th Amendment, look at section one and section four, you'll see where your protection and remedies are. Section four says that when they're collecting a public debt and they incur fees and a debt as a result of their services, their bounty services, they cannot be questioned. No one can question them. So you can go into court doing all the talking you want. They can do whatever they want to to you, and there's nothing you can do about it, unless you know the way to take care of it, which is what I did. The 14th Amendment says that no one who aids anyone in insurrection and rebellion against the United States can ever be permitted to claim a debt against anyone, that that debt would be void and illegal for the United States government is a corporation. They are a private corporation according to their comprehensive tax records. According to Fidelity.com and Dunn and Bradstreet and United States so-called Wall Street list them as corporations for profit and their tax records show that they are privately owned. If they're privately owned and they're constantly trading on the market and involved in commercial transactions, they are prohibited from exercising any sovereign jurisdiction anywhere, which means that they are illegal because they're claiming to be the United States government representatives, exercising the sovereign powers of the United States. The simple law is this, go online, look it up. When the United States enters into commercial business, it abandons sovereign capacity and is to be treated as any other corporation. That is a word-for-word quote from several different cases in the Corpus Juris Secundum, CJS. Now, I know I've said a whole lot for what I just mentioned, but I assure you, if people do the research, they will see that this is all that's going on in these courtrooms. That every time a judge talks to someone, they're speaking to you. They're never speaking to the person in front of them. They're speaking to a group. And when a police officer, who is an officer of the court, asks the individual, do you understand the rights I just read to you? And the person says, yes, I understand. And they start talking or the attorney start talking. The attorneys actually are a witness against you because anything you say can and will be used against you. So the attorneys speak for you and I had them assign two attorneys. One of them was a college professor. And this is what helped me to understand what was really going on. He told me that affidavits are not permitted in that courtroom. They're only permitted in civil matters. And I didn't catch on right away. I'm like, what is he talking about? The police officer put in an affidavit in the case. It actually says right on there, affidavit and support facts. <laughs> so they used an affidavit from the beginning, but he says that they are not viable and it's only in civil matters. That's because this is not a civil proceeding. None of these proceedings are civil. They're doing it on the military occupation. So the only protection you have, as one attorney told his client who the individual is still in jail today, the attorney sat there, didn't say a word to the probable cause hearing. He didn't say a word through the bail hearing and the young man got upset. How come You didn't speak up. How come you didn't do this? No, I want you to challenge this. I want you to do all this. And he said, no, I don't need to do any of that. He just said, be patient. And I wouldn't do it. He forced the attorney to file something into the record. The attorney later removed himself from the case and now the guy's doing 20 years. And he told me the attorney tried to tell me that the only right you have is the right to remain silent. I tested it out before I even knew that because I heard people going to court, not saying anything. And so during one of the hearings, they wanted to have this so-called competency hearing and I'll talk on videos about how I was prepared for them sending me to a psychologist because that's their number one trick. And after an hour of talking to that idiot, I just simply asked him a question. Where did you get your law degree? And he simply looked at me, folded his hands, and said, I don't have a law degree. I said, wait, how are you able to determine whether or not I'm competent enough to represent myself and to understand the law and the proceedings if you yourself are not an expert in law? Well, he told me right after that, well, we'll speak again tomorrow on Thursday and again on Friday and possibly again on Saturday, and then I'll send my report to the court. I am still waiting for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to come because I never spoke to the man again. It just took one question to shut him up and to have me brought right back to the courtroom. This is all, they are not doing anything wrong. They're telling you everything they're doing from A to Z. So the only rights you have is the 14th Amendment, Section 1, which says that anyone born and or nationalized in the United States is a United States citizen. We were told we don't want to be United States citizens. Well, according to the Constitution, that United States citizen is not a corporation, as we've been told. And it's all within the 14th Amendment that they're operating and the Debt Collection Procedures Act. The Debt Collection Procedures Act is Title 28, Section 3001 through 3019, 3002, at section subsection 15 says the United States means a federal corporation because they are a tax, or excuse me, a debt collection agency. If you look at 3002, leave it as three, four, and five, you'll see that that's exactly what they're operating as a debt collection agency. So you're not before a court. You'll before a debt collection agency who claims they're operating on behalf of the united states and if you look at the 14th amendment you can't question it you can't challenge it that's why the irs is allowed to use aggressive measures the only way you can challenge it is say that wait a minute that they are supporting insurrection and rebellion why because they're claiming to be the united states government and maintaining a sovereign capacity when at the exact same moment, they're engaged in commercial business, which means they've abandoned sovereignty, which means they're now in the insurrectionists and the rebellious. When I brought this up in several cases, let's just say there was some movement going on. Now, I'm going to say this last thing, and then I will get into whatever questions you have and whatever other conversations, because Ron is sitting there, but he knows I've been waiting for about four months to tell everybody all of this information here. When I stood in that courtroom and they were, she was ignoring everything I was saying, uh, pretending to listen and not listen at the same time. So I just simply told her, well, okay, since you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to remain silent from this point forward until the jury is been paneled. When I said that to her. The attorney standing next to me actually took a step to the side, and the marshal that was standing next to me took a step to the opposite side. Both of them stepped away from me. The judge had a look on her face, and I can only describe it as fear. When I told her I wasn't going to say anything, and then she started looking at the back because they had some observers there, uh, I'd already reported the judges to Boston and gave Boston a hard time. So the first circuit court sent observers to the courtroom. It's not the first time they had done it. And for every hearing after that, the observers, one or two, was always there. And you could tell who they were because they sat at the back of the room, no cases to handle, and they had the little briefcases, and they had the little name tags on, and they just sat there in quiet, and very few people spoke with them. But she looked back at the observers, and then... She kind of tried to relax, but she couldn't, and she started a conversation. Well, if you're not going to talk to us, I don't know how I'm going to communicate with you, and I gestured to her in a pin motion in writing. I didn't say it, but I just gestured she could communicate in writing, and she kept going, and eventually I came back into conversing with her. I can tell you all the hearings were recorded audibly. I will... I'm going to do the best I can to go and get a copy of that hearing so you can hear her go, (sighs) the moment I started talking, she exhaled. And a whole lot of weight just came off her shoulders. So when I say I can tell you from my personal experiences that all you have to do is shut up. You don't have to say a word. No matter what what threats they make towards you, no matter what any of them say. But I'm also saying to people, just tell them, No, I understand that I have the right to reserve all of my rights. You don't have to say anything about you. He says, do you understand the rights I just read to you? You say, no, I understand all of my rights and I reserve all of my rights. You can say that and you can say, and that includes my right to speak and not to be a witness against myself. You see, the problem is when you don't do things like that, you become a witness against yourself. The police obviously becomes a witness against you and the attorneys become a witness against you. And that's why no matter how many pieces of paper you put in or what your argument is or what so-called evidence you're bringing in, it's never hurt. So in two years, I got an opportunity to do something which very few people have been successful at doing, going in there, testing the system, improving what's what, and walking out. And it wasn't easy, but everything went according to the way it was supposed to all right you guys let me talk for that long and I appreciate it uh, now look Andy, you know me you know I can talk so I'm oh. going to try to shut up
2: uh, you know I was going to ask you though, um it, well first of all let me say anyone that wants to ask or communicate with uh, Brett here or with the CEO of the legal redress Commission uh, press star 8 you shall know that by now and uh, don't be on your speaker phones because it makes echoing sound and it doesn't make a good recording and um, but uh, while you guys do that um, there's already somebody in line to ask you a question let me ask you you said you started communicating with the judge right Yes. okay well what exactly why would you do that if you say not to say anything
5: because everything was a matter of me testing it out I wasn't actually trying to prove anything at that point I was trying to see the system for what it was that's why I didn't recognize it until about a month later and I because my mind what it does is every situation that has any value I literally go over it again and again in my head every single moment every single word every single act that's why I can tell you I recall her exhaling Mm
2: -hmm. the moment I
5: opened my mouth
2: like she said, what oh, I
6: believe.
5: <laughs> it, it, it was it literally, it was exactly that point. Because when, when she when I told her I wasn't going to say another word, she sat back in her chair, And she had a look of fear on her face. And I'm not joking when I say a look of fear.
6: Hmm.
5: So I knew that it, I had done something to get her attention. But The moment I started talking, she came forward after taking that deep breath, and then she just went on and said, well, then we're going to blah, 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 blah. And then she started acting stupid again. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: But when I started bringing up the thing about me being a private citizen of the United States, and I am a debt collector, because the Legal Redress Commission is a debt collection agency and a debt correction agency. Mm -hmm. So when I brought that to her attention, she didn't say a word. Nobody interrupted me. They had a sentence hearing without producing any witnesses, without seeing any evidence or nothing. They didn't do anything like clockwork, but they were still giving me my out because I was released according to the paperwork the same day because I reported one of the marshals for smoking in the building who was trying to cause me so many problems. And I just embarrassed him in front of the court for the second time. Um, that's how I retaliate against the idiots when in the facility, they treat me wrong. I have them in court and I end up embarrassing them in front of their peers. And so let's just say they made me stay an extra day just for doing that. And I don't care. Like I told them there was nothing else they could do to me. Even holding me there for 26 and a half months, Mm -hmm. there was nothing else more they could do. They didn't provide me medical the whole jail system is a sham. But when you are where, where was this uh, part of Puerto Rico, I'm still in Puerto Rico.
2: Oh, you are. Wow. Okay. Yes.
5: What the judge did is gave me time served. But after she gave me so called time served, she also added two years probation. Now that that in itself was perfect. I could not have been given a better gift. You see, Two years probation allows me to do the same thing I did in Arizona,
6: to reject
5: probation oh. and elect. By rejecting probation, I can elect to finish my time in a facility. The law says that she cannot enhance a sentence by giving me more jail time than what the maximum allowed was, which, according to them, was 18 months. So since I did 26 and a half months, I reject probation, and they have a problem on their hands because other people will do the same thing, and they will not be able to do this to another person by them simply rejecting probation. By rejecting probation, they can't even apply the same restrictions and or registration requirements that they were trying to do because the law prohibits it because of double jeopardy. So even though this is a military thing and a debt collection thing and a, all kinds of civil issue. Even though that's the case, what they cannot do is subject you to double jeopardy and violate your due process rights. That's why the Supreme Court is constantly hearing cases on whether or not a person's due process rights under the 14th Amendment. You never hear them talk about their due process rights under the 5th Amendment, under the 14th Amendment. Why? Because the United States is in a state of war. They've been in a state of war since the fighting with the Indians Act.
7: Did you just say a minute October. ago that
2: uh, all crimes are civil?
5: All crimes are civil.
2: Okay. All crimes are civil. Well, that's the um, CFR, Title 27
5: of CFR, Section 7211. It says any crime that alleges someone attempted to do something or attempted to conspire is a civil crime. It is to be treated as if it were a civil crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we know that they are mixing... So called the so-called code of federal regulations into all of this because the so-called wannabe private Congress has stated that the code of federal regulations is law. So we know that all crimes are civil, and that's why they are charging these people. People, even if you look at Title 27 of CFR, Section 7211, you'll see that even being addicted to drugs is a crime. Now, just imagine us, you're addicted to a drug, and they call that a crime. Not that you're doing drugs, but that you're addicted to it. They call it a crime. It's a wonderful system, but it can be maneuvered, and without very much help at all. That's only the beginning. Okay, that's only the beginning of the information. There's so much more about this whole debt system and the Social Security number. You don't want to get rid of your Social Security number. That's your best friend you don't want to get rid of that number that number is your pal because it's proof that you have security Mm -hmm. and most people they don't even look at it that way they look at it as just a number this is their branding number that's not a branding number the government set up the social security system or the security system to take care of the estates that are evidenced by the birth certificate now you say how do you notice in the state that's evidenced by the birth certificate because there's a nice little book that the judges use it's, sometimes it's called the Judges Book. It has all of the precedent-setting case laws inside that book. It's called CJS, or Corpus Juris Attendum. Very hard to come by on the Internet. <laughs> but there are some people out there who do have a copy, and you can order a copy. But when you look at it, you're going to look under Infant, Estate, and you're gonna look under United States to see that they are a corporation and they abandon sovereign capacity, and you're gonna look under corporations. When you find out that you have the right to petition for set off, and that under law, you're considered a minor until you gain control of your securities. that's from Title 31 CFR 363.11.6.20.27.22. 20. Now, I know I've read them out of order, but I assure you, if you look at it, there's a lot of words there. You just want to focus on the word minor, security, account, and can't even think of the last one. But those are the major three that you want to focus on, minor, security, account. Okay, now I know I went on a little bit there, but I only assure everyone that I'll be putting up videos explaining this stuff in details. I'm a little bit in a situation where I don't have the access to what I need, but soon that's going to be taken care of. When she gave me two years probation, I told, they asked me, what did I want to stay before going to the United States? So I told him I'm going to stay in the shelter. I don't mind staying in a homeless shelter. There are a lot of people there that need all this information. So I have no problem staying there. But what they did is they put me inside of a transitional setting. A little facility individuals who have been in jail for 8 years, 12 years, 15 years, and they need to be reactivated into society, so they send them to a halfway house. Well, that's Mm -hmm. where they put me. Without there being a court order or anything, the idea was they wanted me to fight them on this so that they could get me for a parole violation, probation violation. Mm -hmm. I decided I wasn't going to play that game with them. I decided I don't mind staying here. Maybe I could help the people that are here. And so far, it hasn't been a cakewalk, but it hasn't been horrible. And it allows me the opportunity to lay down because I am this disease, this muscular dystrophy is starting to wreak havoc. And I'm exhausted all the time. But for the most part, again, I thank everybody for their concern, well wishes, and their worrying about the situation. But everything could not have worked out better.
6: Oh, that's
2: great. Okay, well, we have some people lined up to ask questions. Do you want to take the questions first, or did you want to let... Uh,
6: Go
5: ahead. Yeah, I want to introduce Ron so he could tell everybody about the website and the direction of the commission. And the reason why this is the case, uh, they've been conducting uh, tutoring sessions with people, helping them to better understand their position in this so-called world. And they're standing as a creditor as opposed to a debtor, helping them to understand the Fair Debt Collections Practices Act and the Fair Credit Reporting Act. They've even gotten to the point to where these third-party interlopers we call credit agencies or debt collection agencies, they've even gotten to the point where they're making these so-called agencies and corporations send payments to the individual for violating their rights and reporting those inaccurate items on their credit. So I wanted to have him talk about that so people can see that there is remedy out there. And he will also explain to you that they have done these classes based on a person's willingness to participate and people have not paid a dime to learn this stuff. And they've trained up to this point, a little bit over 100 people. Cool. All right.
2: Go right ahead.
4: Welcome, Ron.
2: this
5: is Ron West.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, thank you people. How you guys doing? You're echoing Ron. Yeah. Um, it. Well, hold on one second. Let me get away from the echoes. Okay. Well, I won't need to stay on tomorrow because I have to get away from a lot of noise. <laughs> 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 Caught up some crazy time, but it's all good. Okay, can you guys is it echoed now?
2: We can hear you
5: Yeah. Okay, it's a moment. Well,
3: anyway, um, we have been holding down the fort for bets. Um Here at the Legal Regist Commission, we allow people to come into class and to learn things from the beginning. Um, we must understand that the system that is in place out there, it is perfect. It works perfect. It's been working for over 500 years. It works perfectly. The problem is, is that we have not truly learned how to play the game. The sovereignty and going in and the paperwork and all that stuff, it's it's combative. You can't get your remedy that because you can't go to a poker game and you come out of town and you want to change the rules. You can't do that. You have to go and follow the rules of the game. And this is the problem that a lot of people have been having when discharging debt, home loans, car loans, mortgages, out of the system, the system is perfect and it works perfectly. You have to learn the game. So here at the Legal Redress Commission, we teach people from the beginning, and we start with your credit report, because your credit report is your property. No one has, has the right to put their their stuff on it. No one has the right to do it. If they are, they trustpacs. This is the reason why we're able to dispute it. The credit reporting agencies—they work for the government. Because we come here with unlimited credit people. We come here with unlimited credit. The problem is, is that we allow people to take care of us and we should be taking care of ourselves in this class. We have is to the discharge their class. It's a week class. We do, not, we do not charge for it. And we teach people how to remember who they are, learn what this matrix is all about and teach them the system. At the same time, have them to start loving themselves again. Because you realize this system teaches you to start, you know, focusing on money and material items. Then you start doing things ridiculous, like working a minimum wage job or working all day, and then you're tired and you can't pay your bills. So what we do is we teach you how to build that confidence back up again because you've lost it because you lived in the system as a human. See, and that may sound funny to a lot of you guys when I say as a human. This system is about commerce, and it's about contracts, and it's about making money. What they call money. It is not about feelings. It is not about emotions. It's about commerce. And once you once you understand what that's all about, you will be able to play the game. And you gotta understand. You just lock it. It's, it's, it's a game. When you go to court, everyone has to suit on. The problem is, is that we need to learn how to play it. Okay, and play it and turn it back on them. Give them exactly what they give us. A uh, good example, uh, a third-party uh, debt collection company, when they are coming after you, they have no jurisdiction of anything. They don't have a proof of the contract. They don't have anything. But they believe that they can send you a letter, and if you acquiesce on it, yeah, they'll default. People mostly default because they don't want to deal with it because they believe that they're responsible for paying it. You're not responsible people. You're not responsible pay any debt. It's already been discharged. You have to learn how to do it. That's even with an original credit and a third party is even with mortgages, loans, school loans, all those things, people, we need to start waking up and start learning how to read the Fed Debt Collection Practice Act. The Fed Debt Collection Act is the beginning of all things if you read it and really study you will learn that this whole system okay is built up on it not only that let me give you a good example of something all of you guys on the car i don't know how many and how many people we have on the car but think about this one question just
2: just think about uh, this. 125 i think
3: okay well, this, okay well think about this, this one 129 question.
2: sorry uh,
3: 129
2: mm-hmm. thank god <laughs> so Think about this question. I'm sorry, it's 132 I just refreshed okay. my page. It's $132. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, this question I'm trying to ask, I hope another $31 one did not come on, but this uh, question is, what is the definition of finance? See, if you were to ask somebody off the street what finance is, people would say, well, there's somebody that gives you money or somebody that uh, gives you a loan, or somebody that um, uh, helps you get a a card or a credit card. The definition of finance, okay, is the management of large sums of money income or a business. They do not give you anything, but you believe that they give you stuff, so you go to them expecting that they're giving you something, giving everything that you have away and not claiming ownership of it and let them take care of it. We must understand that we need to start reading words. We need to start reading words, getting the definition and understanding what we are doing out here, because everything is right in front of our faces. Just like Brett said, everything has been right in front of our faces and we need to wake up. This is the reason why we're having so much problems um, in America and really around the world with the police officers, because you got to understand this so long you can, you can deceive people it's just so long that you that people will start saying wait a minute and people are starting to wake up we are in the time when people are starting to wake up and seeing the system so this system is starting to fade away so uh, i probably could say more but i'm gonna leave it there
2: (laughs) okay then um should we take questions now
3: yes go right ahead
2: all righty southeast michigan You've been unmuted. Did you have a question? Hello? Hello? Hello?
8: Yeah, hi. Gosh, I'm not even sure where to start. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, initially you mentioned about uh, retrograde or going back towards, uh, or what is it, avid tizio where you can go back to the beginning to correct things. And that's what I need to do, even though, Uh, I have known to a certain degree what's going on, uh, proving it and standing on it and digging out the the certain specific uh, laws or uh, supports that we have as uh, men and women, I guess. Um, That's always been a hard part, but then not going in with uh, creating conflict, you know, and being quiet or, uh, you know, being silent, anyhow... um, I think you kind of understand what I'm talking about, but how does one from point now go back into multiple court cases on commerce and on arrest, which is commerce, and correct these, uh, bring it to fruition with the discharging, and... um, yeah, I'm aware a little bit on the 2 year probation. Um I'm not sure if I handled it correctly. Um but that's over with now. But still the the um on the record on their part with the debt, it's still on the record.
2: What is that uh, noise in the background? Uh our, that I don't um
5: I can go ahead and answer some of the things that you've just mentioned. Uh, You're wondering know, how do you go back and correct all the stupid things that happened before, and how do you move from this point forward? Yes. The first thing you have to understand is the statute of limitations does not commence to run until the last overt act has been accomplished. That is a word-for-word quote of the Supreme Court in several cases, letting you know that At the point where you realize it, that's when a statute of limitations begins. So all of those old cases, what you didn't know was happening is that they were trading those cases on the market, that they were actually stacking their pensions. See, when you read the 14th Amendment, you'll see that they incurred debt and that they can use their efforts to get that debt paid off to be put towards their pension and bounty services. Well, technically, you get to do the exact same thing. As I like to tell people, if they can do it, you can do it. Well, so I tried doing it, and I didn't do
8: it correctly, obviously, because they didn't discharge it. So they No, 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 no.
5: It's not that you didn't do it correctly. Okay, I'll give you an, an example. There was a young man. He called me the other day, and he was asking me if I could help him better understand the whole thing about getting control of your securities. Well, I simply told him to go read 30, Section 31 of, excuse me, Title 31 of the CFR, Section three six three, point six, point eleven, point twenty, point twenty two, .11, and point .27. And what I did is I told him to focus on not all of it, just on certain sections. According to that, a minor cannot open up a Treasury Direct account. And then it goes ahead and tells you how to set up a treasury direct account. It lets you know that a minor is anyone who has not gained control of their securities. You're still a minor, according to the records, because you haven't come in the proper capacity. So let me tell you, you spoke about how this stuff is still on the record. Let me tell you what I told the judge. And the First Second Court of Appeals in the Administrative Office for the United States courts. You see, that's who controls all of the courts the Administrative Office of the United States Courts out of Washington, or the AOU, another for-profit corporation, a for-private-profit corporation. I wrote this to each of them. I said, my business is private. I am a private citizen, and I do not want my business on the public record. You are to cease and desist. A week later, I'm being called into court without any warning, and apparently they're having a sentencing hearing and letting me go the same day. Now, I can't tell you that this will work for you. All I can tell you is when you speak, you have to come across as if you know what you're talking about. In other words, that you have faith in what you're talking about. It has nothing to do with whether you did it right or wrong. It has everything to do with you being able to step up and say, I understand what's going on, and I I don't want to be a part of it. And that's what I told him. I'm withdrawing from your arena. You guys don't play fair. You cheat. You're dishonorable. And I cannot be a part of that. And I don't want to be a party to insurrection and rebellion against the United States and I'm going to report you. That's how I was talking to them in the letter in the correspondence. It doesn't have to be eighty five thousand sentences long. It doesn't have to be two hundred pages. I had a young lady, she said she was ready to go to court with seventeen different pages of something emotion she had written. And I told her that's too many pages. I said, You've already put that on the record. There's no reason to say it again. So keep it simple. Going back into the courts, my suggestion is you go back to them and tell them by simply doing a notice of pending suit in the same court. Say that
6: Give one
5: again me. A notice of pending lawsuit. Most people may know it as a less pendus. You get a notice of pending
8: lawsuit.
5: Wait, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you.
8: Uh, I, I tried to file a, a less condensed uh, common law, and they, they tried to arrest
5: me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, leave the common law part out of it. You don't even need to... Don't don't worry about the common law, the civil law. Don't worry about any of that. No, I, I you, didn't there, call it common a... law, but, I,
8: I, but they okay. tried to arrest me. They called it common law, so they refused to let me file one on my home. So,
6: well, which well, is wait,
5: all
8: wait. my property, my, well, my flesh Are and blood. you
6: yeah. you're
5: filing a less you're following a less pendants on your own home. Yeah, on the on the home well, at that you, point. But I also you had don't pay- you don't have to
6: do that. Well, you do not have to go
5: through that. that. yes, uh here's what you do. You just follow a notice of less pendants and you do it against that particular corporation, that court. You can find their E I N number. The EIN number for that court is very easy to find. You can go to Manta.com or you can go to you know, Dun & Bradstreet will have it, but they will be less likely to give it up to you. There are many websites that will publish the EIN numbers. You just type in the EIN number for whatever the state is, whatever the county, and whatever court. You can do it for all three. And you put both EIN numbers plus the name of the corporation. Remember, the name is a number. If the name. It's a number. So, in other words, the number is a name. So, you put the number on there, the EIN number. And Title 31, Section 363 of CFR will help you to understand when you look at Section 22 what that number, how it converts to an EIN and it converts to a Social Security number. Okay, and you just go right back into that court. You follow your notice and you get subpoenas and you get those subpoenas stamped and you send those subpoenas out. Even though the case is pending, you still get subpoenas and you send them out and you want the financial records. For each of those cases you want the actual courts financial records their comprehensive tax records for the entire period that those cases were going on and you want them to put reference and ledger notations in there to let you know how it applies to your particular case now first of all they're not going to do it okay I promise you because you will be revealing too much about what's going on by asking for that information but well, once they the don't do it, they, they, have,
6: again?
8: they have closed one of my cases I, I can't put information in or get it out I, i've never gotten a record um the uh the other what they call the civil i believe is what you you stated uh that term that i think is in the public record which um
5: I'll have to think about that one uh well see as again you know, i told them to get take all of my information off the public record you don't have my permission to put my stuff out there in the middle of the public i didn't ask yeah. you to do that oh,
8: they did it big time and yeah so
5: but that's that's where that's where you will start you see the way that you get these courts to start reacting is like they their financial records Prove that what they're doing. You're in the wind or something. They... There's there's a lot
6: of racket Yeah, but
5: there, there's wind behind me. So let me step back over here where it's not blowing. Uh, Puerto Rico has this this tropical weather. So at one moment, it's the skies you can.
2: I lost it completely. You got to love it. Are you there? You can hear me? Yeah, I can now. Yeah, I can. Okay. Hear you. Yeah. Cause... Okay.
5: Well, that's. Basically, what I'm saying is there is still remedy out there, but you have to know the different angles in which to operate. And you don't have all of the pieces, although you've tried several things. What I'm going to just suggest you do is find out how to place a lien. You already tried to do it on your own property, how to place a lien on someone's property and do it on the EIN numbers. And those of you who have criminal cases, there are a lot of people out there who have criminal cases where they've been indicted either in the past or in the present. Do a lawsuit against the foreman for introducing that bill that does not evidence a debt whatsoever. So get him for bringing forth a fraudulent charge because an indictment is nothing but a bill. The same type of bill you get from the water and power company. And what you guys hear about how you don't even have to be paying for the electric bill, Uh, all you have to do is go out there and get your own meter for your own house, for your electric and your water. And the only reason you get to do that is because they cannot patent electricity. It's natural. And every state must provide water and electric services to the people. But they get to charge you for the services. That's what you're paying for, for them to come and service your meter. Uh, so
2: where uh, would, okay. where would you, you get your own own meter? Can you get those? Oh, it's called me to the internet. Okay. <laughs> the same
5: place the same place they get there. The electric company doesn't make the meters. They only buy them mm-hmm. And then they put them on people's homes. but if you if you look at your bill, it tells you services. If, if you If you think I'm wrong, go back and look at it. It'll speak about services for your telephone, for your electric bill, for your water bill. Okay, They cannot patent electricity.
6: So well, if you turn you your own meter point. is
8: what you're saying, and you read off the way we used to in the elder days. You read the numbers to them before they had. No, you don't
5: read. You don't read the numbers. Well, yeah, like you said in the old times, you read the numbers off to them. But you don't need to read nothing to them. You put a sign on there saying private property, do not tamper, do not remove. And then you <laughs> well, tell them, much they're going to be charged
2: for doing so. Can you just take off theirs and have them come? Just tell them they could pick it up. <laughs> Yes, exactly.
5: Exactly. That's exactly what you do. They can get mad. They can scream. They can pout. Have and you And they it? do,
2: do you know anybody that's you done take it? Them the
5: court? Well, no, no. That's what I was going to do here in Puerto Rico. But when I got to Puerto Rico, I stayed here seven months. And I wrote them one of the hour-style money orders that people have heard about. The what? And, by the way, hour-style money, well, oh, I call it the money order that I do. I Somebody named it, Our Style Money Orders, even because I did a video called Our Style Money Orders. It's the A for V process. Our Style, like the style of clothing. So in other words, our our version of the money order, our A for V process. And what I did is I just created a money order. It's the same principles of which a check is written, but you cannot produce a check without funds in an account. But a money order doesn't need funds in the account. And as you heard Ron, he spoke of unlimited credit. Okay, I will to tell you how I wrote five money orders to the United States Treasury with my address, my name, Social Security number, all of that on each of them for $680 trillion. And I sent it certified. Now, Why would you do that? Well, technically, the, the debt for the United States, is six hundred. at that time, it was $680 trillion because they gave the banks in the TARP program $28 trillion. And the banks got to fractional reserve that. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it added up to 680 So you can't pay off the national debt by yourself. You'll get in a lot of trouble because you're now committing financial terrorism. You can't do that. So technically, I was just adding to my account. So, I was crediting my own account by all accounts. And that's what I did. So, like I said, they didn't come after me for some super registration issue. They came after me because of what I was doing. And they knew I was joking and playing around with their stupid system, trying to show them how stupid it is. But as far as the meter issue, here in Puerto Rico, I gave them a $700 hour-style money order. And I stayed in that unit what electricity for seven months without a single bill coming to that home i know the hour style money orders work because my best friend's house was paid off and i put a video showing everybody the letter showing that it was at a zero balance and they weren't going to be attempting to collect any more on it or how bank of america took a money order written for one million dollars and credited it to someone else's account and then the account closed shortly thereafter
2: wow do you want to pay off my house
5: <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you, your house has mortgage default insurance, and you need to go back and look at your note. Now, see, remember, what they're doing is when they foreclose on you, they're coming after the deed. They're not coming after the mortgage note. The mortgage note has nothing to do with it.
4: I'm not it's being all about the deed of like trust.
5: That. No, no, you don't have to be. Look at your deed of trust. Okay. It will list you as the grantor, uh-huh. it will list the bank as the beneficiary, and it will list somebody as a trustee, somebody you don't even know. Uh-huh. So do what I did on my property, even though my property was fully paid for Redo the deed of trust. Remove the bank as being a beneficiary. They don't need to be the beneficiary. That's your, you're the grantor. That trust is set up by you. It's right. just that people let the banks take control of it. So get rid of the beneficiary and get rid of the trustee because of the grantor, you get to remove the trustee. Remember, that's a trust agreement. So you have to change the beneficiary. Well, go back and look at your deed of trust. I promise you, we'll list you as the grantor. Right,
2: I know
6: that.
5: If the deed of trust is done correctly. So if you're the grantor, that means you're the person in control. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, stop using that word executor. The word executor in their court system means fiduciary under the uh, Debt uh, Procedures Act, the, the... it's called the Debt Collection Procedures Act. That's that Title 28, Section 3000 to 3019. You don't want to be an executor. Well, that's
6: so get rid of that
5: word. Yeah. Get rid of that word executor. I, well, see, I use it too, the tool, uh, the Declaration of Executorship. We did an affidavit called the Declaration of Executorship. Get rid of the word executor. Grantor is a perfect word, okay? But executor, they have converted that to being a fiduciary or a trustee. That's why a lot of people's paperwork is not working, but they don't know that because nobody's looked at Title 28. While everybody was out here worried about paying bills and traffic accidents and family members in hospitals and going to work, I got to sit in a facility being placed in lockdown a total of 15 times for eight months altogether combined, and I got to study. And I got to study, and I got to study, and I got to study, and I got to test things out as I was going over the information. All I can tell you is it's perfectly clear what's going on in this whole system. But it's hard for me to tell people that you don't want to be bringing up that stuff that they call the sovereignty stuff. You don't even want to be calling yourself a sovereign. That's a terrorist. You don't want to be a sovereign. I, according to the Homeland Security, I am a Domestic terrorist, but nonviolent. Now, can anybody tell me how you can be a nonviolent domestic terrorist? Doesn't the word terrorist means to terrorize? So, how can you terrorize somebody nonviolently? I just, you know, it's just the logic in their stupid system. So, all I can all, I, all I can tell you is I am just, yes. I, I've got
8: one more Hello. question. Um, I have. Uh, got
5: one more question.
8: I I have left you a couple of messages on the phone number that you supplied, but I haven't been able to get through to your office on your classes. Can you state how to hold you?
6: You
5: can go to the website, legal redress, I mean the redress uh, org and redressright.com. You can go to the website and Ron, could you tell her how to get in contact with the commission? I think he has us on mute. He does the same thing I do when I'm talking. Uh, But there should be a way of going to the website and logging in the website and it should have a um, contact information there.
2: Okay, we have three people waiting in line also, so...
5: Yes, I was going to suggest that basically what I'm trying to tell you is there is a way to correct all of that. And the best way that I can suggest is start doing research on who the entities were that were coming your way. And be careful because I promise you, this is not a game. The last person who I know of that tried to do what I just did, they killed while he was in that facility Mm -hmm. and they made at least one attempt on me in that facility and if I had not turned around at that precise moment, then let's just say I wouldn't be here right now.
6: Mm -hmm. So
5: it just so happens I forgot something and I turned around just to see somebody putting something back in his waistband and shadowing me for the next 15 minutes. Mm. So this is not a game.
6: Scary.
5: Okay. this People, this is not a game. Some of these idiots, they don't even know what they're doing. They think that they are government. They think that they are officers of the court and they think that they are police officers because they don't know the details of what's going on. Only their supervisors do. These are the lower people in the totem pole. They don't totem pole, totem pole. Anyway, they don't know the details of what's going on. So don't think that all of these individuals are aware of what's happening and stop trying to prove everything. You don't have to put case law and you don't have to quote this and quote that. It's not necessary. All you have to do is just be confident about what you're doing. That's all I do. I don't, tell the courts this, that, and the other, but to some of the judges that want to act like they're intelligent, and I give them a list of case laws that they can't go around. Oh, by the way, before we go to the next caller, everyone go and look at the Constitution for the State of New Columbia. New Columbia? Uh, for the State of New Columbia. That Constitution was enacted 2000, or excuse me, 1982, and it was ratified 1987. And that constitution for the state of new Columbia, they even had a Columbia holiday and fundraiser and parade. The state of new Columbia is the district of Columbia, but revamped. They have their own constitution and everything. You'd be amazed. You're not going to find too many cases dealing with the state of new Columbia, and you're not going to find too much information, but on the federal computers and that facility, the state of new Columbia is right there. And, It is an interesting read, and it is a legitimate constitution that I can tell you. I do know that by the research that I've done, and thanks to Thomas Clark Nelson at archive.org, I believe they shut his site down because of all the information he was producing, he was very instrumental in me being able to understand that the state of New Columbia, that all of this was a game a long time ago, okay, that this was they they knew what they were doing for when they instituted the constitution from the very beginning. This was a plan. this was not a mistake. this is something they had planned for centuries, and they are waiting for the next change, as I told the court, I know that they knew that we would figure this out. I know that they're prepared for it,
2: okay, we can take care of the next uh Okay. Thank you, Southeast Michigan. Next up is North Georgia. Go ahead, North Georgia. You've been unmuted. Now we have 143 people on the call tonight.
5: Thank all of you for your attention.
2: Go ahead, North Georgia. You've been unmuted. Do you have yourself (laughs) muted, perhaps? North Georgia. North Georgia. I I talk so much, I
5: put the person to sleep.
2: Maybe they walked away for a moment. Okay,
5: uh, I'm, on, I'm on.
2: Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um,
9: actual actual phone was was muted. So. Um,
2: oh, yeah.
9: Hi, Brad. Um, hi, Angela. How are you guys doing
2: tonight? We're doing good. Thank you. Doing okay.
9: Wow, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, Brett, I'm I'm very very humbled to be able to talk with you. Um, I will say that I was disheartened when they when I heard you had went to jail. <laughs> um, but I but do.
5: that's because all of us were arrested. They they went after everybody. They went after everybody. I mean, even Rod Class was in jail. So they've gone after everyone.
9: Yeah, and um, how, how
5: horrible it's been. Yeah,
9: and I have a question. I I would like to know if, um, you know, when you guys are taken in, do you guys have interviews with people and, you know, do they ask you things about what, you're, what you've been doing? You know, how does that usually go once you guys are, like, in jail? Like, do you guys have, like, these secret
5: meetings with people? <laughs> um, oh, you know? while, while I'm in jail?
9: Yeah. Like, like while they while
5: i work. what. Over- what was happening is, and I'm thinking and getting what you're saying while well, in the facility, they had me listed. My picture was in their briefing room. And so all the officers were advised to follow me. They even, you wouldn't believe this, but they actually put in security cameras throughout the entire jail before it didn't have any security cameras in the pods, but because of someone being there now there are security cameras in every pod now.
10: Oh, wow. And
5: so they actually, they would actually follow me around with the stupid camera. And I even had a judge threaten to charge me with criminal contempt of court because I was helping people. And he told me if I continued that he, oh, I needed to be warned about the possibilities and blah, blah, blah. And he tried to get the jail staff to serve a paper on me. And I told him, no, this is not proper service. He knows how to do proper service, and I ignored it and rejected it. Never had to, I told the judge, come on, let's go ahead. Let's do the whole argument about whether or not one has the right to practice law. There is no law against practicing law. You just can't practice law with a license because no state can license the practice of law, which means anybody can practice it. So these were the games that I would play with them, with their own little stupid laws and codes and wars, uh, words. Okay, what was the question you had for situations.
9: Okay, um, right now I'm currently dealing with um 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 they just came and got my kids like all six of them,
10: <laughs> and this is
9: like maybe three four months after I sent in things to the treasury like my birth certificate um I had turned that in, um and um I had um actually made the United States the secured party. Um, over that legal entity because I look at that birth certificate as a legal entity. It's not, you know, a form of identification for me or my children. Um, and now I'm in, um, I'm dealing with um, the um, child custody thing. They just, like, botched the whole case. Like, the clerk didn't sign anything. So I do feel like it's an actual test of my knowledge about do I even actually know what I did or what I'm doing. <laughs> And I do get... Okay,
5: let me me go ahead and help you out with a couple things. Under Corpus Juris Secundum, or CJS, you want to look at the infant estate section. It'll be under infant and under estate. You'll see that the birth certificate is evidence of an estate. So it is actually very valuable. Now, everybody's been sending their junk to the Treasury. Ladies and gentlemen, the Treasury stopped accepting it several years ago. They just didn't tell anybody. But when you look at Title 31 CFR section 363.6.11.20.22 point point and 27, you'll see that the proper place to be sending your instruments is to Fiscal Services. Now, for your mortgages, Fiscal Services in Louisiana for the United States Department of Agriculture will pay to the order of the United States of America without recourse on it. You can find that under section. Title Seven, CFR, 1901.508 at II. Okay. We, we know it was supposed to be sent someplace, but we didn't know that's where it was supposed to be sent. So we now know that it's supposed to go to fiscal services. At this moment, we have an attorney through the young man named Boris and his group, we have an attorney letting them know that you cannot draw down on your Social Security account. You have to first deposit something into the account so what i've been telling people is send it to just not the original take the birth certificate make a copy make seven copies it doesn't matter if it's original you put on there legal copy and you put legal copy and you add a number to the actual birth certificate number or give it its own name such as a or b or c it doesn't matter But you cannot have two certificates being sent for the same thing to the same location because that equals two checks, especially if you put legal copy on it. And that's the 21st Century Banking Act. So that's why I say you give it its own number. Give it its own name. Don't be fancy. Just label it A, B, C, or D, 1, 2, 3, or 4. And send it to the fiscal services department, that's Social Security Administration. Again, remember, they're holding on to your securities. You have a uh, an assignment. That number they gave you is an assignment number. It is evidence of securities. If you don't believe me, look at the Security Ventures Act and see that all of the banks are called clearing houses under the uh, what is that? Securities and denture act. Right. When right. they set up all of the Have you guys heard of the term that you need a security agreement?
9: Yes, I've, I've I've heard of that.
5: Okay, well, the Securities Acts of 1933, 1934, 1939, those acts are the agreement where the government has put in place a mechanism to take care of the people. That's why they're holding on to your credit. You have credit out there, and you don't realize it, but every other corporation realizes it. The facility on that, and I, I'm glad I have you asking the question you asked earlier because I get to mention this. When I got here, I had a black pen. And they said, no, 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 you got to sign this with blue. And I looked at them with my head tilted to the side, like, "Please, well, yes, everything here is signed in blue. As a matter of fact, they don't use a black pen for any of their official paperwork. Oh, um, Ron told you all about this being all about contracts. So let me tell you something I did that they're going to find out very soon. My signature already included UCC 1-308, the Reservation of All Rights. But now it also includes on any agreement, whether it be a traffic ticket, whether it be paperwork for a probation office, it includes the word VOID. In cursive or manuscript, doesn't matter. I void the agreements right there. And you know what they can't do? They can't say, you can't do that because there's no law against it. If I don't wish the contract, I'm just going to void out the agreement. I'm not going to write void all over the document. No, I'm not going to create a scene. I'm just going to put it there. So when they say you have a contract and agreement, I say, no, I don't. You better take another look. The court doesn't realize it, neither does the probation department. They'll find out on Monday when they receive their letters. Okay, so, now, so all these Yes, go ahead.
9: I'm sorry. Um, so what what is your suggestion? 'Cause I'm I understand about I understand the end time that you're in court, you're dealing with a tax. I understand that I've I've listened to loads of Dean Keating and I kinda get the principle behind it. And I've also studied. So I do see in there where they say that every court has to fill out a ten ninety nine. So how do I move for full settlement and closure? of all six of these cases, because I have six case numbers, so I know that there are actually Chris numbers there, you know, that are connected with some type of security. So I want to, like, you know, close out the accounts and be an honor, but I need my children back because they're, they're not the legal entities there, but, you know, they're trying to hold them as surety for that. So what is your suggestion well, on
5: what's how happening, the reason why they have control of your children is because you have not canceled the agreement.
9: What agreement? I don't you
5: have to cancel the agreement. Oh yes, what? most definitely. You signed a birth certificate. You signed a contract. So if you're going to be the custodian of their property, their wards of the state. You have to notify that agreement. So let me tell you one way that you can do it. There, there is an easy way. Go into equity court in your state and do a petition for set-off on each one of those accounts. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you look under Corpus Juris Secundum, I'm going to move back out of the wind. If you look under Corpus Juris Secundum, under set-off and offset and counterclaim and recoupment, those words are all there. It all comes from Corpus Juris Secundum. These are all words that you've heard people say over the past couple of years, especially the set-off word. What you do is you go into equity court because they have the most power under set-off. you do a complete set off on each one of those cases oh by the way go into bankruptcy court and file each one of those cases as assets you must understand each of those cases are perceived because of you and because of your children's certificates and their estates this is all about the infant estate that's what they're trying to get access to and they're gaining access now most people say well he doesn't know what he's talking about well I can guarantee you that the time I've had to look at corpus Juris secundum under infinite states and Google for all of these blogs that people have been having these conversations on these groups and Yahoo. I must know what I'm talking about because I've actually read it. I just was inside so I couldn't actually do the bankruptcy. One other thing, those of you who got child support issues and all of this stuff. There's a young man here in Puerto Rico. And he's also the one who helped me to understand a little bit better about where we should be going, and this will help you with your children. All he did was went to bankruptcy court, filed bankruptcy for individuals who were in jail. He was just charging them too much. But over 400 people were released from jail in the last eight years because of him. And so you're when saying, he arrested him, okay. I told every go ahead.
9: No, the bankruptcy court. What am I doing? I mean, what are you suggesting that I do concerning th- those legal entities or those estates? I'm saying, saying
5: you go in, you go in, and you find out how to go in as a creditor. See, I, I'm just working on that now. But you go in as a creditor, and you put all of those instruments, all of those certificates, in as assets. Oh.
6: Okay.
5: okay? And you, you're gonna to have to also do a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I don't, I don't like the word novation and all of that stuff, but you're going to have to cancel the agreement. And I say, if you're going to cancel the agreement, do it based on fraud. Okay, that's how you can cancel any contract. If there is fraud involved, then that's a breach of the agreement.
2: But in bankruptcy court, is she filing for bankruptcy?
5: No, she's going in as a creditor. Now, if you've got child support issues, you definitely go in bankruptcy court if they're threatening to put you in jail. You go in. And you file bankruptcy so that they can do a payment plan that you can deal with, but then you get out of jail. So it is a get out of jail free card. It has it has worked here like a dream, but this and I call him an idiot because he was an idiot. I was in a cell with him in lockdown for two and a half weeks. So I can actually say this from personal experience. I told the man, I said, Look, this is what you need to do to get yourself out of here and he wouldn't even listen to me. And I said, when I first heard about your case, I knew what you were doing, and I knew this is what you were missing. And I wanted to tell him about the set-off and all of that, but he wouldn't listen. And so he's going to do a signing of a plea and probably do two to three years for nothing because he was too stubborn to listen. What I can tell you is you have to understand what set-off really means, and you have to understand what an infamous state is, and you also have to understand when you read the infant section of Corpus Juris Secundum, that once you attain the age of maturity, you can go in and terminate the account. So I am going to Social Security on the 12th. And at first I was telling them, I don't want that number. Take that number back. But I'm not telling them that anymore. I'm telling them, by the way, guys, I didn't get convicted of anything until uh, February two thousand and so you owe me over 26 months worth of payments so I'm going to be okay because technically by law they must give that to me because although you can't receive social security payments in jail you can receive those payments for every day that you were not convicted since the conviction and sentencing happening on the same day they actually did me a favor so I'm going to collect that I don't mind Basically, what I'm trying to say is there are so many remedies out there. So you have to understand set-off. You have to understand you have to deny infancy. You can type that in, the denial of infancy, and you can pull up several cases on that because you're treated as an infant and you're treated as a minor until you correct it. And that's what we haven't been doing. We haven't been correcting these minor issues because they're not looking at us as an adult. They're not looking at us as private United States citizens. So like I said earlier, Corpus Juris, not Corpus Juris, from CFR Title 31, Section 363.27 tells you how to set up a treasury direct account. Once you set up a treasury direct account, that becomes the primary account. And it says that a minor cannot set up a primary account. Only his guardian can, or when he reaches the age of maturity, he can. And once he sets up the account, er, both he's no longer a minor. He's no longer considered as a minor. We have well, somebody her. call. Huh?
9: I'm sorry. They're they're, all, they're they're labeling us all as minors. So how do we get? We just make an affidavit and that they were, they were no. that we not minors, and it. No.
5: No. 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 You follow their procedures. I uh, keep saying it, Title 31, Section 363, 0.06, 0.11, 0.20, 22. 27. Okay, and then you just look under just that issue. I'm sorry, the cat and the plane. You just look at that issue, minor. Just type in the word minor and look under everything that are talked about in minor and read it until you get it, read it until you understand it. A miner cannot open up a Treasury Direct account, but it will let you know who can open up a Treasury Direct account. So once you open up a Treasury Direct account, and if you don't have a bank account like me, I don't want a bank account, but I do have debit cards. You call the debit card company, the little prepaid debit card, and you get the account number. And then you go on the Internet and find out the banking rally number, and you give that to the United States Treasury for the Treasury Direct account. And they'll tell you about getting a medallion seal from the bank and all of that. And the bank may give you a hassle, but if you stay on your guns, they will give you your medallion seal, a uh, seal, because I just had somebody who did it last week. Right after I spoke with him, two days later, he has his treasury debt account. But he called them three days ago. And the guy says, "Yeah, oh, you got this off the Internet. And he didn't quite explain to him, no, I didn't get it off the Internet. I actually got it from... And he told him the section, 363 of Title 31, and he said, we don't need to go look at that again. He said, why do I need to go look at it again? He didn't, he never rebutted any of the things the man said. And I asked him, why did you allow that person to take control of the conversation? Did you get your questions answered? He said, no. So when you're calling these fiduciaries, remember, they're supposed to be public servants. So you don't have to answer their questions. And they're very good at asking. Well, so what is exactly you're looking for?
9: Right, right. And
5: say like... <laughs> they'll say things like that all the time. And they'll say, "Well, look, sir, I don't understand exactly what you're asking. So can you explain it to me?" No, I don't explain it to you. <laughs> you work there. These are your policies and rules. See, when I called Social Security, they said, "No, you are in jail. You, you don't collect Social Security while in jail." So I simply asked a simple question at the 1-800 number. I said, what are the exceptions? Interesting, isn't there an exception to the rule every time? So I just simply asked them, under what other circumstances is it permitted? By just asking, what are the exceptions to the rule? And they gave me the information. What I'm trying to say to all of you, it's right there. You just need to get around their stupidity because they have a script that they go by. They're called conversation stoppers. And as I told the two people I spoke to this week, as one of Jehovah's witnesses, people are always telling us, Oh, I'm busy. or I don't have the time or I got my own religion, or could you come back another time? Or oh, no, we don't want you. We get all of these things we refer to as conversation stoppers. Well, that's what they are practicing at these government offices. They are stopping your conversation by certain phrases or certain sentences that they have already written up in front of them. If you don't believe they're reading from a script, just go back and think about the conversations you've had. Think about how they referred certain things to you, that it sounded like they were reading it from something. They have scripts to, because they watch the stupid videos. You all must know that here in Puerto Rico, they didn't know who I was at first. It wasn't until four months after this all started, that they realized who I was that they started watching the videos. And they actually started commenting on the videos on paper. So it took them four months. But after that, everything went way downhill. But I was still able to manipulate. So what I'm going to tell you is the best thing you can do is get a better understanding of where you stand, who you are, and You are a guardian for them. There are several ways that you are no longer just a guardian. You become the parent, the mother of the children. Remember, there's a contract called a birth certificate that you have not set up there and corrected the understanding as to who you are and what's your position. The same thing with the deed of trust I was telling you. Go back, you're the grantor. Go back and amend whatever you have to do. Now, are, can you do that with a birth certificate? I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you is you're the parent. You have to realize this. I'm not in the same situation, so I can't tell you. And I'm being honest. I can't tell you how to handle that situation, nor can I tell you how to handle any other situation. Right. As I told many of the people in jail, um, one of the guys, he got caught with a machine gun clip. Police just pulled him over He's talking with a bunch of friends out in the street, and they pulled him over, find a clip in his talk. Now here, that right there is seven years. Just the clip. But the police took his keychain for his alarm because he wouldn't tell them where his car was, and he kept pushing the button and found the car and found the machine. gun with another clip. So he's looking at 15 years. That's the minimum that he will be able to do. After about three motions to the court, affidavit, Three months. Three months later, he was home with his brand new baby boy and his wife, no longer having any more problems.
9: Right. Well, At see, what we're bringing a lot to um, Angela. I know you have Carl Lentz on a lot, so we're actually doing his process, and we filed our claim. I'm um, trying to open our own common law court. Um, so we just did that. They actually got it the day before yesterday. So we're just actually waiting on okay. things of that sort. Um, because I actually told them that I'm, like, we had a hearing today. I just didn't even go because I found out that the, the attorney doesn't even have a subscribe to oath. And so um, Wait, that's you, the
5: What you said, the attorney doesn't have what?
9: He doesn't have a, have a subscribed oath, um, in Alabama. Um, you're required. Um, it actually says in our code that um on the request of the adverse party we may um demand for his oath of office to be brought forth um, to prove his authority by which he appears. And so I sent three correspondences um, to him asking him for that and they did not respond. And so then I just sent a letter to the Supreme Court proto-notary, which is also the clerk, um, and I asked her um, in writing that she have oath of office for the attorney. And um, she said, "No, <laughs> but he was in good standing, so I interpret that as, okay, well, all his dues are paid up with the, with the bar association, but he doesn't have
5: no, not with the not with the bar
9: association.
5: That's where people have been misinterpreting what's going on. Each attorney is licensed, well, not even licensed, they are members of the bar of the court.
9: Oh, okay. yeah, so she did say he's in good standing with the court, with a capital C.
6: Exactly.
9: Yes, you're right, you're right. That's exactly what she said in the letter. And then I said, okay, well, all right, he's not in lawful compliance. He hasn't come into lawful compliance with the laws of the state of Alabama. No, recently-
6: let
5: me let me help you out so that you don't run into this roadblock, too. Everyone, you might want to write this down. It's a Third Circuit Pennsylvania State Court case, uh, Third Circuit Court of Appeals. The name is National Leasing Company versus B, as in Baker, A, as in Albert Williams II. It is a 1979 case where Mr. Williams' attorney, National Leasing, was claiming that Mr. Williams owed over a million dollars. They were charging him with a debt. Mr. Williams' attorney, without Mr. Williams' knowledge, went to the clerk of the court to get a default judgment against his client, Mr. Williams. The clerk entered the default judgment against Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams was rather shocked, and the Third Circuit Court of Appeals for Pennsylvania said the attorney was given the power of a court by Mr. Williams, and The attorney going to the clerk of the court, the clerk of the court has the power of a court to enter judgment against him. When you find out that you're the one giving the court its power, then you understand that that attorney doesn't need an oath of office. You're the one giving the attorney the authority and power to operate. I just gave you the case. Go take a look at it. It's a short case. It's not a large read. Right. Right. National Leasing Corporation versus V A Williams II. I stumbled on that case, and to this day, I'm finding it disbelievable that that junk went on, but that's exactly what's going on. You're giving the court all the power it needs.
2: What is that, versus V A Williams?
5: B as in Baker, A as in Albert, Williams. Like I said, it's a short read. It's not that long of a case about four-type pages, maybe three-and-a-half-type pages. But the Third Circuit Court did not miss the beat by saying where the attorney got the power and where the clerk got the power. And that's why the clerk, whenever they sign something, they go and list the court right next to their name because that's where they're getting the power from. Remember, these are not courts. None of them. These are private corporations. They're not courts. We're giving them the power because we are the sort of quote-unquote citizens. Okay,
2: we're, we're going to have to move on. I'm sorry. Yeah,
5: I know. I'm taking a lot of your time.
2: No, it's okay. It's <laughs> just that there's three people li- lined up and, and you know, want to get to yeah, all of them. Okay. But so. I still talk a lot. Well, that's good. I'm not going to stop you from talking.
5: But
2: <laughs> let's see if we can so get a good question. 14? Okay, West, North Carolina. Please. Go ahead. You've been unmuted.
11: Yes, good evening. Uh,
2: Good evening. Earlier
11: you spoke about uh, getting access to property, a large quantity of property. There are several people that I know, including myself, who want to do that very thing. What procedures should we look to follow to...
5: uh, For getting control of your property? We don't have
11: any money, we can't purchase...
5: Wait, no, you have to say the last part again. I didn't hear you
11: how can we get access to acquiring property using our credit?
5: <laughs> well, look, uh, you can acquire property. Um, the Redress Commission is actually teaching people how to do so through adverse possession. And they've actually been very successful at this. But the there'll be a request put out soon to many people in different states uh, explaining to them how to go about acquiring. Now, what do you mean by acquiring? What type of property are you trying to acquire? The property of a bank can't own property?
11: Some farm property to do some good, yeah.
5: Okay, now here's the thing. Um, now, this is – got to be careful because I've made an agreement, especially what I did in New Mexico. I was just playing with the system when I took over 2.2 million acres. And it really – I promise you with all my heart, it only cost me $50. And it was so easy and it's still on the books the deed is filed i put a copy of the deed on the internet 2.2 million acres so it is possible but however the people who own the farmland if these are individuals who have been in their generation and family for years i won't support i won't support any of that i won't even bother to even point a person in direction. Like I, That's why the first thing I said is with a bank. If it is a bank who can't own property in the first place or if it is a corporation who has been causing problems for residents, then you know, I have no problem with assisting and pointing people in the right direction. So well, what I'm going to suggest to you... Go
11: ahead. Uh, go ahead and finish your sentence. You were going to suggest to me.
5: Yeah, what I was going to suggest is that most people should have a complaint against a particular entity. And then they can go ahead and do the the administrative process followed by a lien. Now, people, you all need to understand, every lien out there, whether it's a tax lien or any other type of lien, agriculture, it doesn't matter, they're all mechanics liens. And if you follow the process and do it right, it's at the most it's 90 days then you can literally foreclose on that property you do the same thing literally you do the same thing that banks have been doing to everybody else you you take from their own book their own pages and that's what I'm mentioning to all of you In probably about two months I'll be putting out a video telling people if they want to join in that the banks who have been causing so many problems for those people who asked for my assistance with their mortgages and I ended up going away for two months and uh, two years and not being able to help. Well, this is how I'm going to start helping people. I'm going to start helping them go after the banks who have been causing all of these problems, putting the banks in a position that they can't handle because I've already done the administrative process for all of them. So to okay. put it in a nutshell, there, there are several ways.
11: Would this include bank uh, REO property is I'm trying to figure out how I can look for property should I look just look for bare land or uh, should I look for REO (laughs) or
5: well this is what this is what I'm going to suggest that's why I said you must have an issue with the bank so the bank if I'm the help because that's the only angles I go at is a person has a claim then I teach them how to use that claim to go and attack the banks. when you look the banks are always foreclosing on people's properties that they don't have the right to foreclose on so what i've been able to do is understand that the banks have a date of sale and they publicize this matter of fact you can go to any bank and usually they will tell you where to go to get the list of the properties. And you're just going as an investor and basically the day before the sale you put a lien on the property and then you show up at the sale. And when they are there auctioning it off, you say, sorry, you can't do that. You just hold up your nice little paper and say, nope, I've already put a lien on it. You can't do that. You can't sell this. Hey, So if you want to buy it, you're going to run into a lot of legal problems, and you'll see that that house will not sell that thing. Now, if you look at the bank's notice of sale, it even says on there that if there is an issue with a lien or another encumbrance upon the property – that the buyer will not be responsible held responsible. In other words, they're announcing that this has been done many times before. It is a simple process, especially for those of you 10 million people in 2008 to 2010 who had your homes foreclosed on. The banks don't own your property. Now, I said this to you last time, Angela, on your show, and I, I'm going to get back to the gentleman in a second. All of you have these notes that you signed, these promissory notes. And after you signed it, they get it stamped by a notary, and then you're nowhere around when they stamp it, pay to the order of whatever bank it is without recourse. I was always told you cannot break or cross the notary seal. Once the notary puts their seal on a document, you cannot break that seal. Well, when they put that stamp on it, they're now breaking the seal, which means the contract is now null and void. Why? Because they have just breached the agreement. But nobody is going after them for that. And that's proof that they've been paid if you go back to the Uniform Commercial Code. That little endorsement shows that they converted it into an instrument and that they've been paid. So a lot of you own your properties. And like Ron was saying earlier, these individuals are only claiming that they have a right to this and a right to that when they actually have no right whatsoever. So to go after farmland and things like that, the only thing I could say, if you have an issue with a particular company, a particular party who has been causing problems or owes you, I can tell you how to go about making things right that way. But for just going after a property, i i honestly i couldn't help you because i i can't support something like that and i know that that's maybe not what you're saying but i can't support anything other than if you have a grievance against someone because again redress is simply means to correct the wrongs and i like the name that's why from for the last whoa almost 17 years Redress has been a name that I've been using on all of my paperwork, all of my companies. Why? Because from day one, that's all I've been interested in was helping people correct the wrong them. So we've I hope that have, that answered and
11: – go ahead. We've got to have you back, young man. We need you for a revisit. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll do the best I can. Oh, I awesome. definitely will do the best I can.
11: Angela signed okay. him up for another call.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, he's been on before also. But sure. Yes, that's why I came back this time,
5: because I did enjoy the first time. I actually did enjoy that a lot.
2: Yeah, we enjoyed having you on. We always learned something.
5: There's, There's all
11: these people out here that have lost their properties wrongfully. There's all these people that have been wrongfully foreclosed and
6: yeah. and,
11: and wrongfully kicked off their property. Now, now the big thing well, is how how do we undo all that?
5: No, 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 no. We don't undo it. We do exactly the same thing. We don't create a new will. We don't create anything. We do what they did. You see, all of the homes that were foreclosed on, the first thing I asked, Angela and I explained was that all homes have mortgage default insurance so if it has mortgage default insurance how come they're not utilizing the insurance to cure the default because that's what this default insurance is for so why are these people losing their homes when they have mortgage default insurance
2: well they do that they take they also get the the insurance they want to get the insurance they want to get the house they want everything
5: And that's where you go that's where your claim comes in because they don't get to do both they've been paid for the home which means they must return it now if they receive the home and they receive the mortgage default insurance that means you need to get paid because they capitalized on it and they committed fraud and remember fraud cancels every contract Hmm. and so now you can do the administrative process now I'll briefly explain the administrative process for so all of you get it. You send them a letter telling them what the situation is and what your claim is for and give them a dollar amount and be reasonable with the dollar amount. Don't be outlandish because you won't get nothing. Then they will not respond to you because you're gonna ask them for a certain documents and certain proofs. They're not gonna respond. So now you're going to send them a notice of default because you gave them 14 or 30 days and you did not respond. But you're going to give them the notice of default and an opportunity to correct or cure the default. They're not going to respond to that. And so now you give them their final notice. And after you give them their final notice, you don't need to communicate with them any further. You go ahead and you put liens on their properties and their assets and their EIN numbers, and their court names. And you go after the corporation. Don't go after the people. The people are not worth it. But you'll have to go after the board. If it's a corporation, you go after the board. And the same thing, you people who have these cases, go after the grand jury and the foreman. They're the ones who said that this person did this and that and the other without any proof. There was nobody to contradict what was brought before them, and they accepted that as binding information in order to produce a bill. An indictment is nothing but a bill. And as far as appearances, no special appearances, you don't ever want to make an appearance in any court. So making an appearance means that you submit to the court's jurisdiction. You don't ever want to do an appearance. You don't ever want to appear in person. You don't ever want to appear in any other capacity than your private capacity. And you let them know from day one that any such communication from this point on is to be construed as private, personal, confidential communications. They can't change it and say, no, it's not. See, they can't make you appear in the public. There's no law that gives them the right to push you out into the public. You don't want to be a part of the public because public policy is what they said, but they do not get the right to dictate what a private citizen does. Since we're in the military occupation and all you've got to do is look at the fact that the United States has been several different wars, war on terror, war on crime, war on violence, war on this, war on that. Military occupation. Only the third amendment, the fifth amendment, and the 14th amendment are in place. Now, if you don't believe me, go back and look at the Supreme Court cases. When they talk about the Tenth Amendment, the state sovereignty, that is just fluff. All of you people who hear this person has a remedy, this person has a process, but that process is hit and miss, they do that on purpose because they want to keep you guys not figuring out what's going on. So that's why some guys will have success and other guys won't because they're doing that on purpose. They're doing that to distract you from seeing what's really going on but they are getting ready to do their so-called changing of the system because eventually people are going to catch on to that new thing and they're going to catch on to that remaining silent thing. Now, you see, I love to talk. So the first thing I let them know is I reserve all of my rights, including my right to talk and my right not to be compelled to be a witness against myself. And they can't go, any further than that, the third amendment says in a time of war, the fifth amendment speaks of in a time of war and it gives an exception. If you don't believe me, go and look at it and talk about that time of war. Those are the only two amendments plus the 14th amendment that apply the other ones. That's why you never hear anybody talking about this right or that right or their 12th amendment right or 115th amendment right, because the Supreme Court and all of them know that this is, and please, everyone, go look at the court, what's an S? plural, court marshal edition 2012. So it's the Court marshal's Manual 2012 edition. And you'll see, just look under jurisdiction, and I promise you, you'll be amazed that they have jurisdiction everywhere. So that is, that is to let you know this is all military. And we got the attorney general the Postmaster General, the Solicitor General, those are all military titles. But we've known all of this. It's the military from the very beginning, but what's really going to, as the oracle said to Neil, boggle your mind is, is it the U.S. military that's occupying the United States or is it the United Nations? Because all of the nations have pledged to get part of the military to the United Nations. So because part of it exists, at the United Nations, then that means that the world was being occupied by the United Nations and not by the United States. And we know that all the courts became all the judges became under the United Nations in nineteen sixty six under the some some excuse me, sub some rules. So what's going on, they haven't hidden from us. It's all right there. And the history of all of this junk that's been put before. All right, did
2: you have at least one more Angela? We have a couple people with their hands up. Thank you, uh, West North Carolina. Let's see here. Mr. Machiavelli, you've been unmuted. Do you have a question or comment? Uh,
5: Welcome Welcome back to talk.
4: Mr. (laughs) Machiavelli. Welcome back, Brett. Welcome back, (laughs) Brett.
5: I I want to let all of you know that where I am, it's after 11 o'clock. You all are really early, especially those in
4: California. You're four hours ahead of me.
2: <laughs> it's eight. It's almost 8 o'clock here.
4: <laughs> and, Brent, welcome back, man. It's good that, you know Thank what, Brent, you. I wanted to say, it, it is good to have you back. I, I sincerely missed um, your teachings, you know, for the time that, you know, you had your sabbatical going on, that's what I call it. And I'm really glad that you are back, and I'm really looking forward to you know your uh, your teachings again, because I I I follow them and you know I listen to your stuff and your material and I saw the proof that you put out there, which you know just let me know that you 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 really are you really are doing it. You know you're doing it and you're sharing it, which is what I like, and you're telling people, hey, listen, do your research. Here's where you look. Go look at it for yourself. But uh I wanted to just ask you if you would uh could you repeat or re readdress once again um the issue with the children, the bankruptcy court and the equity court, uh with regard okay. to children who have been, been taken away from somebody?
5: Yes, what's happening is that remember the state is a private for profit corporation they have no jurisdiction from day one they have no authority over your children they have no claim but they're claiming that your children are assets property chattel for which they have staked the claim when most people don't know when you do the blood test when they take the blood from the child when it is born they do a DNA test and then they patent that information and so they're claiming ownership. And then, oh, when you guys, if you listen to Tess Mason, he will go ahead and go through the whole whole realm of how they're trying to gain this control. The birth certificate, most birth certificates, I looked at a couple here in Puerto Rico, they don't say that the mother's an informant. You see, it's through this little stupid contract, adhesion contract, or what do they refer to on the nearest legal terms? a quasi-contract, and if you understood quasi-contracts and how they're set up, it makes you obligated, even though you didn't know you were obligated, okay? What's happening with the bankruptcy as far as individuals own child support? There has been and never will be a law for you to pay child support. The child has an estate, the parents have an estate. When you're paying child support, you don't realize that they are accessing the account to begin with. They're accessing the account of the child and they're accessing the account of the parents. And when we say endless credit, we don't mean that the credit goes on forever, but we're saying that according to their derivative system and their hedge fund system, there is a lot of tampering with accounts. So what I'm telling people that I've seen work, I've actually seen it, work here, and that's. I'm glad you mentioned the fact that when I talk about it, I'm talking about it from either self-experience or self-study that I've actually read it or I've actually seen it, where individuals, especially the cases here in Puerto Rico, this was a big case when they arrested that guy last year, and you no, know, he's arrested in 2012. When they arrested him, it was a big thing here in Puerto Rico because... He was taking these people for $1,500, but he was getting them out of jail. But I'm like, if they can't pay child support, why are you charging them $1,500? And that was his problem. He was getting them out of jail and charging them $1,500 and the law didn't permit that. So I told him, go and pull up a copy of the paperwork for one of the attorneys and follow how they get their fees. Cause the attorneys are charging $3,000. I said, do what they do equal protection of law. And he wouldn't listen. So I'm saying the same thing. If you know somebody who is in jail for failure for to pay child support, then bankruptcy is his way out. For the other ones, equity court under set-off in corpus juris secundum, equity court is the court with the most power to handle your issues in equity. By the way, probation, I just told the court, I don't want you probating my account, my estate. So no, I'm rejecting your your request to sit up here and put me through probate. You don't have a right to do that because that's exactly what probation is. That word is there for a reason. But back to the set off and offset, those words are interchangeable, but they literally mean the same thing. You cannot in set off claim recoupment. What you do in equity court, you bring your claim and your claim is against their claim. You always make your claim more than theirs because with set-off, whatever the balance is goes to the person to whom the balance is owing. So that's why you always make yours larger than theirs. All I can suggest to you, because set-off under Corpus Juris Secundum is a prefix section. It was 11 pages from the ones that were sent to me while I was in there. Not 11 pages, 100 pages, excuse me, from the ones that were sent to me. It is a lot of information, but when you find out where set-off can be had and how the equity courts have most of the jurisdiction over that, even though the other courts have jurisdiction, the courts are permitted under the law of equity to do whatever it takes to stop intermeddling and intermolting in the estates of infants. You don't just interfere or intermeddle with the infant state, so they can do whatever it takes. That's why most people are going to jail, because they're using that, plus they're using courts martial at the exact same time. And that's why they're doing whatever they can, and they're violating every single so-called rule, because they are permitted to do whatever it takes to prevent intermeddling with the infant state, And it literally says it right there in corpus juris secundum. Uh, I should be putting a video up. I was able to find the four pages where all of this information is, but now I have to go and re at it again because it was sent to me, and I gave it away the moment I had it. But I am, like I said, about to set off in the equity court, 100% confident. That's why every state has an equity court. And think about it. Look at the 11th Amendment. It talks about equity. It says that the... Judicial power shall not be construed to extend to suits in law and equity. So Technically, there's no judicial power in any of the courts because there's no constitution. Constitution is suspended during the time of war. Right. But it says it lets you know about equity. Now, here's the interesting thing about equity. Equity must bring equity. The unique thing is now you need to go find out what equity is in order to be effective with equity? Corpus Juris Secundum is their book. It's the book that all the judges have a copy of. And by the way, all of these decisions, just go back and I had one person, she's on the commission. She tells me that she did what I did. She went and signed in court cases just to see what the arena was like and to see what they were doing. And in her particular matter, the judge kept telling her, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, and you had a responsibility, and you, he just kept saying you. And she said several months ago that she was telling this to the other commissioners, that he kept referring to her as you. But she didn't know why. She keyed in on the fact that he kept saying you. Well, even in my case, I kept hearing you. And they like to use the word mister all the time. When I told the court that I was a natural person, thank you, and competent. And I told her, I said, thank you for the uh, psychologist who said that I was competent. I needed that. Because in order for me to gain control of my securities, I need to be declared competent. So thank you. But she kept referring to me in certain terms, you and Mr. And when you find out what Mr. is, the lowest category you could actually be according to their military um standards but the highest capacity you can be in a society is a private citizen because the military has no jurisdiction over the private citizen. not even the police has jurisdiction over a private citizen let me um let me run this back by your attention all of you so that you can get it the police if you tell them that in a situation what do they tell you Oh, well, that's a private matter. Uh, you're going to have to take that up in court. Why? Because it's between two private citizens. They have no jurisdiction. The military. Well, sir, the military cannot engage with the public, the private citizen. Why? Why can't the military engage with the private citizen? Because they are sworn to protect the private citizen and the United States. So the best thing you could be is a private citizen. Now, some people will say the judge, I told that to the judge and they ignored me. I'm not saying this is the cure all. But I'm letting you know that in this particular case, a week before they released me, that was the information I sent to them. Did I get a response? Of course I did. They did the whole sentencing and release date. The same day, a week later without notice. I didn't get any notice nobody had witnesses nothing nothing went the way it was supposed to as a matter of fact when i got to the so-called police station to do the so-called registration they told me all right what's your conviction date february 4th no that's your sentencing date what's your date? february 4th sir are you understanding me i'm completely understanding you well what's your what's your sentencing date february 4th okay now what's the conviction date February 4th, and they couldn't understand, the wind is blowing a lot here, but they couldn't understand what went on because that's not normal. And they said, okay, where's your paperwork? I said, they didn't give me any paperwork. And then when I told the same officer, excuse me, I just signed those documents. What my copies? You don't get a copy of this. What do you mean? I get a copy of everything I signed. No, you don't. Not this. I said, really? Interesting. And I told that to the probation department. They said, what, she told you you didn't get a copy? Yes, you did a copy. I said, well, I didn't get a copy of anything I signed at your office. I just put void at the end of each one. I only did that I didn't get a copy thing just to see how honest and honorable these idiots were. See, I'm supposed to be the moron not knowing what contract is. The one thing I understand is a contract, which is why I negated each contract by putting void on it. And when this catches on, when everybody starts putting void at the end of their signature in cursive or anything else, and then writing and letting them know, oh, by the way, I voided that agreement. What are they going to say when you go into court on the traffic ticket? And the judge sees the ticket and you say, oh no, there's no contract. And they'll look at you like, what do you mean there's no contract? I voided that document and let's see what they do. Let's see the look on their face. Let's see them tell you, you can't do that. Let's see them give you a law where it says you can't write void on a document, like they do on checks all the time. They can't get around it. And then go look up the definition for void. Oh, by the way, when I told you all about the word you, 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 go look up the legal definition for the word you. I think you're going to be amazed. And then go look at that Miranda thing and see how many times it mentions the word you you'll be surprised. I think one person told me 10 times, it mentions the word you, (laughs) in the Miranda warning. Now the Miranda warnings change from state to state, from city to city, it's not equal, but it's pretty much the same verbatim. Why do you need a Miranda warning? Why why does a person need a Miranda warning? If they have the right to speak according to the first amendment, why do they need somebody to warn them?
2: They're being, they're being warned that anything you say can and will be used against you.
5: Exactly.
2: Danger, danger,
5: Will Robinson.
6: That's <laughs> what they're
5: doing. They're letting you know that you're in danger. Okay? And uh, one thing you do is say, oh, no. You say literally, oh, no, I understand what my rights are, and I reserve all of them. That's all you have to say. And, no, I will not consent to being a witness against myself. And I don't give you the authority to do so either. Literally, all you have to do is just take and turn the table on them. The officer doesn't have to understand what you're saying because most of them don't get it. But remember, they always call that officer, the arresting officer, to come in the court to testify against you. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Don't. So, yeah. Every single time. And what is? I had two attorneys, one of them had been practicing for 30 years. The other one was a college professor. And so these two idiots were there supposedly representing me. Do you know both of them testified against me before the court several times? And when I say testified against me, literally lied, and I'm sitting at the door looking at him like he's stupid. But then while I'm looking at him like he's stupid and I'm telling him he's lying, I'm realizing that I knew this before they did it. I was just, oh, and don't put anything else on the record, guys. Everything in the private tell them to take all of your public information, that stuff they put in the public, tell them you don't want none of your business out there in the public. Look, my mother used to always say, I don't want my business out there in them streets. Those were her words all the time. Okay, we don't want our business out there in the public. If we wanted it out there in the public, we would have put it out there for that intention. But this is a private matter, and you will communicate with me in private, and you'll communicate with the judge in private every letter you send out will be private confidential and personal communication every letter will have that written on it and the top of the first page of everything you send in private confidential personal communication why because you now have to start taking control of what you're doing okay we, we have three we'll just...
2: three people in line waiting to ask questions
5: all right so thanks brett all ears
2: Okay, no problem, sir, and thank you. Thank you, Mr. Machiavelli. Okay, next up is California. Go ahead, California. Oh,
1: California. <laughs>
2: You've been unmuted.
1: Hi, Angela, how are you?
2: Hi, Dallas, fine, thank you. Yeah, I, oh, and yeah. let me apologize last week, you know, and I thought we were going to have a lot more back and forth with uh, Mark Lucas,
1: oh, and I know you, you
2: rearranged I didn't. I haven't checked email in a couple of days. Oh
1: yeah, I I, I responded to your email. No apologies oh. at all. Because yeah. it was a good call. A lot, lot of good, good information. It's being able to talk with them a little bit more.
2: I felt so bad because I know you rearranged your schedule.
1: Oh, yeah, that's okay. I, I I've been I've been multitasking here, so I'm listening uh, off and on. And. Uh, and okay. Did, and, did you have a question? Yeah, and, uh, I do.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd be my voice here. I'm a little hoarse right now, so. I may be coughing and hacking a little bit, but um, I uh, I heard from the beginning, and I heard the the two gentlemen start talking, uh, Ron and Brett, and uh, I have a question regarding something Ron said. But before I I ask that question, something I want to address is uh, with Brett. Uh, Brett, I listened to your voice, and for some reason I remembered your voice because you sound just like my cousin, and I realized that about a year and a half, two years ago. I watched a lot of videos on YouTube, and it was a retraction. With that,
3: yeah,
1: you've got a lot yeah, of videos you on YouTube.
3: That.
1: Yeah, and I watched a lot of them on yeah. YouTube about a year and a half, two years ago. And my friend was going through, because um, uh, he and I studied the commercial process for years, and and uh, and uh, we've discharged a couple of things, but that was by that. I discharged one; he discharged another one. And uh, but um, but I watched what you had there, and I went to your website, and uh, I wanted him to get in touch with you because he's in Riverside County, and I know you're out in LA County, and uh, I know it now. But back then, you had no contact information on your site. and Now I know why, because you weren't there. <laughs> they had you locked well, up. Yeah, like that. Well,
5: I wasn't in California. Well, uh, the last two years there wasn't any contact information, but prior to that, there was the address or the post office box the only thing is you you wouldn't believe the that's why I haven't put out any information haven't gone through any large steps of letting everybody know that I'm out because they'll start emailing me again and it's just too much right now I'm not in a position just got a computer that to worked tonight uh, we've been having the hardest time getting computers uh, and getting funds to me so it hasn't been easy these last couple of days, but we should be up and running. Now, I do want to say, and I thank you for what you just said, Mr. i um, I'm not going to be doing this too much longer. It's not that it's taken too much out of me and I'm giving up or anything like that, but I write some very good stories, and I want to start producing my own stories and producing my own animation, and so that's my... That's my so-called bucket list. I've been wanting to do that for the last 15 years, and I'm going to try to cameo with the commission every once in a while. You all will see that Ron, everything that I would have done, I will swear that Ron has done everything that I would have done. I'm often telling him, hey, I got to talk, and he'll tell him, look, we're already doing it we have that conversation at least three times a week that I will mention something to him and he's telling me we're already, they're already doing it. And every single thing that I've already said in my mind, this is where I was headed. He's already taken care of that. And so he's brought the commission right to where it would have taken me another four or five years to bring it. And so basically you guys couldn't be in better hands for him to teach people how to, get their credit fixed, and to take ownership of getting their credit fixed, and then from there, get their company to now pay them. They're getting $1,900 checks and so on and so forth, and this is happening on a regular basis. He's teaching people how to do adverse possessions the correct way. Okay? He's teaching people how to put liens on certain properties the correct way. And the thing about it, the commission – Because they're putting in so much time, they're not going to be able to do everything for free from this point on, but for right now, it's free. All you have to do is commit the time to understand what's going on and it's all free. Okay. What was your question then, man? Uh,
1: are you saying that Ron is going to be, uh, teaching the classes and things like that, the information? Yes, Ron, Ron
5: is the CEO of the corporation.
1: Okay. Okay.
5: There's yeah cause, no cause other ba- back then,
1: on the planet. Then, and back then, my friend was going through a foreclosure on his house, and so we're doing some things uh, to keep him in the house, and uh, and I want him to get connected with you after watching the videos. I haven't watched some of the videos, but we had no way to figure out how to get in touch with you. But now I understand why, and uh, so I'll let him yeah. know now to be able to get in touch with you. But he's still in his house. Been in this house for three and a half years. Still under foreclosure. Okay. Still doing some things. He's I still there. I need to
5: apologize. I need to apologize. All I've been on this phone most of the day, but my battery power is running low. So if it hangs up on us, that's going to be the reason why. Ah,
1: oh, okay. Um,
5: but
3: I, 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 I yes, just wanted to say that, that I
1: watched your videos and stuff, and I want to, I just want to say to everyone how accurate I could. I see how your information is from what I, I've studied. Well, thank you. Okay, and that's uh, why. I have to make why. some
5: corrections on some of them.
1: Yeah, there's okay, some so things, I have yeah. to
5: do some corrections.
1: But there's always a But job. what
5: I would suggest, redressucc at gmail.com, real simple, redressucc at gmail.com. I check it every day if you need to get in touch with me. Um, what I won't do is I will not tell you all, I won't tell you all how to figure something out if you don't already have a foundation so you have to at least know what you're trying to do first before i will come in and save the day so to speak because i can't do the research for you you're going to have to show me that you have done the legwork, and all you need to do is finish up some little small little parts of the pieces so that you can put the puzzle together but i'll do the best i can to help as many people as i can while i have The energy
1: to do so. Now, let me ask my question real quick, because I know there's some other people there. Go for it. And uh, let them ask before your phone dies out here. Uh, In the beginning, Ron mentioned, and I heard you mention, say that when you go into court, just shut up, don't say anything, just be quiet. Um, uh, Isn't that uh, just allowing them to do whatever they want to do with you?
5: No, because if you don't answer, you don't appear. And you already put on the on the private record that you are not permitting anyone to testify against you or to represent you in such a capacity.
1: Well, you know, I, I've been through several court sessions in the past few years, <laughs> and it doesn't matter when I've been in whether I talked or not. They put whatever they want on the record. They've lied. yeah They've deceived. Yes. They've written stuff that. But what you that was, was it you not realizing. In. And fraudulent.
5: If none of that stuff matters. None of the stuff they put on the record matters. It's not about evidence. None of the evidence matters. None of the reports matter.
1: But you know, I, I'll, let you know I'll let you know what I, what I discovered, okay? Something I discovered hey, back then when I was going through the court back in 1999 almost every day. Um, and I was watching the movie The Matrix and I couldn't understand why I couldn't figure things out. and and I heard Agent Brown said Agent Smith when they had Morpheus locked up and chained up to try to get answers out of him. He, he, Smith wanted to know why he wasn't answering. And Brown said, maybe we're not asking the right questions. And I started realizing, you know, maybe that's what I need to do, start asking the right questions. When I started asking the right questions in the court, then I started controlling the court. Yeah. And they stopped controlling me. But I wasn't yeah. saying anything. I wasn't making what? statements unless I was on the record. I never made a statement. When I wasn't on the record, I always asked questions and let them make the legal determinations or whatever they had to do. And I never well, had a problem. Well, see, that's what I don't...
5: I don't want to give the judge the ability of having... But see, here in California, the courts there are a little bit different than in most of the other states. Oh,
1: yeah, I can tell you this in
5: because state.
1: I... Especially, especially in Los
5: Angeles County... Yes, oh
1: God, Louisiana. Uh, I w- that was in Los Angeles uh, County Louisiana. when I actually Los Angeles County is the one that I actually controlled, and they dismissed all my charges.
5: Yes, Los Angeles is. I don't know what they are now, but back in the nineties, Los Angeles County courts were a lot easier to control.
1: They're still you easy.
5: Bring I that. have
1: to go back to I have to go back to LA County. Uh, I got to go to Long Beach, and they're not. I made a mistake. I I tested something out. Uh, a couple years ago, and yeah, they have a warrant out for my arrest, but I gotta go clean it up, and take care of it, and ask the right questions, and get them to dismiss everything, and get it over with, just they're still the same, they're not any different, just, just, um, it's just, uh, most people go in there, yelling and shouting, I'm not a, I'm not a Carl Lentz, I love Carl Lentz, but I'm not a bull in a china shop, that's just not me, and Carl has his way of doing it, but I couldn't do it that way, and, uh, but the main thing is is that most people go in and they mouth off too much, they just open their mouth, and they like you said, you know everything <laughs> you say can will be used against you, and they do, but they i don't i don't do that I'll let yeah. i let the judges say what they want to say and I make them say it, I force them to say it, and then they they make legal determinations, and i i I put it on the record and make them uh um make them uh challenge them to uh correct it if it's not correct, and they don't, and I make it fact, and I walk out. It's not. No, it's not I, made,
7: uh,
5: I made a comment yesterday that no one has ever rebutted a single affidavit that I placed on the record. Not one single judge has ever responded to it, has ever challenged it, because mine puts them in a position that they can't answer. But the problem is, that still left them with the control, because I was allowing that fiduciary to think that he had the right to do this and say this and say that. Please understand the third circuit again, Pennsylvania court and uh, Billy. uh, What is that idiot's name? Billy Joe Reynolds or uh, Billy Joe Reynolds versus the US went to the Supreme court. This was a registration issue. The Supreme court sent it back to the third circuit court of appeals in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania court in reviewing the case said that they were only there to review. They were there for superior reviewing purposes only. Well, in the laws you did not know exist. Each one of those laws, I have seen the courts write about exactly what's in there as far as jurisdiction, as far as what the courts are allowed to review. All of the other courts are reviewing courts. Once you step into that courtroom and you make an appearance, you've now submitted to the court's jurisdiction they can do whatever they want to with you however in California the reason why they are so different is because the judges tend to like a challenge and if you can come there and make their day instead of having them go through, because California courts get more people through their court system than any other courts in the Union including New York and so the judges go through the mundane thing every single day and it's very seldom do they reach a person who understands a little bit about the process So I can see them giving you remedy. I can see that in California, but sorry, I've been to too many other states where it is as stupid as it could possibly be.
2: Okay, we need
5: to move on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go go ahead. I was just going to say, when I said be quiet, don't say anything, if a person doesn't say I'm reserving all of my rights internationally or otherwise, then they need to just shut up and not say any other word. Why? And it's very difficult to sit there and keep your mouth shut because we all want to defend ourselves. It's a natural inclination to defend ourselves. Just tell them I'm reserving all of my rights and I do not consent to be a witness against me, nor do I consent to let anyone else be a witness against my interests. Reread the Fifth Amendment, and you'll see why you need to say that. Okay, your next person to thank you, Mr. D.
2: (laughs) Okay, West, North Carolina. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Yes. Um, there you go.
11: What would be the form of affidavit? Earlier you spoke of of uh, a notary public putting a stamp on on a, a um, uh, an instrument
5: to navigate
11: the seal. Uh, what would be the form yeah. of an affidavit? Would it be just witnesses instead of using a notary public or...
5: No, 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 no. no. You can do the three witnesses, but what I was speaking about the notary and her seal, that was regarding promissory notes. See, a lot of promissory notes are altered or damaged. When it has already been notarized, the banks will go ahead and have it stamped, pay to the order of whatever bank it is, and they go on and receive the money from the treasury, and they never report it to the client. They convert it to an instrument and they never report it to a client. They put their endorsement on it and they get paid. And the person still makes monthly payments because the bank is making them appear to think that they owe more money. So that's why I was saying a motorist seal cannot be broken. Just like a signature of a king. Nobody could break that seal unless they were authorized by the king to break the seal. So that's why I mentioned the notary seal. Mm-hmm. Well, wait till you get to the point where you find out that a person who is going to trial, if they just got 26 persons to sign one affidavit, negating the entire grand jury and telling the court that they were United States citizens and they were now, um, what's that stupid thing that's used all the time, where the United States forgives the debt, that they were now forgiving the debt. They were absolving this person of any further obligations of that debt. 26, 28 people, all absolving the person of the debt is far superior to a so called grand jury because each of them will present themselves as United States citizens. They'll even put the ID number. And yes, there is a corporate, yes, the all caps name means something from time to time, but not all the time. If only people knew that it depends on the arena, what means
4: what? But I hope that that answers the question somewhat.
2: Does that answer your question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you so much. We're going to move on. Let's see here. Akila. Uh wait.
7: Hello. Hi. Ask
2: for Hi. You got a new uh, username there.
7: Yeah, I, I'll tell you about that later. I'll t- uh, email you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> did you. Did you anyway, have a question? let me not hold up the line. Let me not hold the line. It's uh, Ron, I believe, right?
6: Right.
7: No, Ron, I don't know if Ron is still on the phone. Oh. Um, okay, well, Okay. Well, anyway, see you know me, I've been calling, and I knew you were locked up. I have your number. The number, what is Ron's number, I guess? I just want your thoughts on, I have a friend got, deported a couple of them I was their power attorney trying to help them out do the best I can for the knowledge I had at the time so they went across the border again come back um to, you know to North America which they're in South and Central America and once they get back I just didn't want them to be bothered so one of them already made it back you know so anyways um how can I help them and I'll just mute myself um, out for that well, the
5: first thing that I would suggest, see, it's not something that I deal with all the time, but you become the host nation, and you accept them as a guest, and you get several other United States citizens to welcome that person. And as your guest, then the corporation has no say, so has no control over the United States private citizens. You guys accept the person as your guest. You be the host nation. Remember, you're extending hospitality, and you have the right to do so. You don't need a court order. You see, what most people don't know is that international law does not permit a nation to block others from coming into the country. The only reason why it's permitted now is because we're under martial law, because we're under occupation. But if the person is accepted into the guest nation, and that's what you all want to let everybody know when you do your paperwork from now on that you are not a rebel that you are not an insurrectionist that you are here to aid in the suppression of insurrection and rebellion read the 14th amendment section four understand what it says get what it says and then figure out how you can use that language now introduce yourself because you are a war rebel. How do you prove you're not a war rebel? Well, you name yourself as a private United States citizen, the 14th Amendment Section 1. And then you mention that you are in the synthesis of suppressing insurrection and rebellion. And by the way, my home was acquired in order to help me prevent insurrection and rebellion. For I just picked up 900 kilos, and that was done in support of my suppressing, insurrection rebellion. People think that I'm joking when I say that. No, I met quite a few people who were bringing in 900, 1200 kilos. And the United States did it during the end of the Reagan era with Oliver North in the Iran-Contra scandal, where he was supporting bringing drugs into Los Angeles and spreading throughout the whole United States. If they can bring drugs into the country and make it legal, fast and nefarious, then... You get to do the exact same thing because they are saying that they are using that and acquiring that to help suppress insurrection and rebellion. So you do the same thing they're doing. Am I trying to start a mutiny? No, I'm just trying to get you all to understand that the Fourteenth Amendment is what the courts are doing.
7: So That's you mean, sorry, sorry to cut you off. So you mean he can once I write up my paperwork, read the Fourteenth Amendment Section Four, um, I can have my friend to get on the plane and come here, back here.
5: You get yourself some other United States private citizens, and you all come together and you all notify on paper that you're accepting this person and he's a member of the host nation. You are the host and you're- The who nation? Person, the who
7: nation? the who this. The who nation? Wait, it again? The you host said host nation? The host
5: nation. H-O-S-T, host nation.
7: Oh, host nation. I'm a member of the host
5: exactly. nation. Well, because see, that's military jargon. And that's the problem. Remember, this is military occupation. And so that's why they say that the person's not welcome in the U.S., that's why they've been deported. Okay? That's why they've been deported, because they're not welcome in the U.S. But now that person's going to help you in suppressing insurrection and rebellion. Again, write the 14th Amendment, section four. It says specifically, any debt incurred as a result of your suppression, insurrection, and rebellion may not be questioned. You're collecting that debt or the validity of that debt. And if you're bringing that person in to help you in the line with the 14th Amendment, I dare any court to say you can't do it. Oh, I'm sorry, the 14th Amendment says they can't question you if you did and yes you can argue that all the way to the supreme court because they can't question you either the only way they can question you is if they can prove that you're supporting insurrection and rebellion and you kill them with that by saying that they're the ones doing it because they're the one impersonating the united states claiming while collecting commercial business activities that they are representative of the sovereignty of the united states they cannot do that any organization that is engaging in commercial business activity cannot claim sovereign capacity. They abandon it. And that's a unique word. They abandon sovereign capacity. I don't want to be a part of any corporation that is involved in insurrection and rebellion.
7: Okay, let me let you move on I, to the next one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I don't you, think uh, many people. Like, yeah. That's okay.
5: I know.
6: But I don't think
5: many people are going to understand the 14th Amendment, Section 4. I think you're really going to have to read it several times to get how powerful that section is, because that's all the courts have been using for the last 100 years, even more so in the last 15 to 20 years, especially with this debtors' courts everybody's been hearing about. Okay, your next call.
2: Okay. Uh, You know, you have a delightful bird in the background that's whistling away. It's very pleasant. (laughs) This It must be really beautiful there.
5: It's not not a bird. That's actually a frog
2: that they call a kofi. A frog? That's the sound it's making. No kidding. Yes. Sounds
5: like a bird
2: on my end here. (laughs) There are several,
5: several of them out there, and it's every night. Wow. Every night. I'm and
2: yesterday it
6: does <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because
2: they don't usually yeah. chirp at night usually. But uh, So it's a frog. Oh, well, so how those, unusual. Those are all frogs.
5: Huh. And see, I've learned to tune them out like most people in Puerto Rico. They tune them out. But yes, all night, all day. Oh. Death. I cool. guess
2: it could get old. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up is uh, 929. Did you have a question? You've been unmuted.
10: Okay. Hi. Hi, uh, hello, hello everybody. Hi, just have a, a basic question. Uh, if you do, you have any uh, recommendations for administrative remedies for uh, student loan uh um,
6: yeah, move, yeah.
5: Contact the Legal Redress Commission at the website. Um, Ron, con- and con- actually, I'm helping sorry. people.
10: Contact
5: The commission, the Legal Redress Commission, at the website. RedressRight.com, and they actually are putting together some classes to help people understand better how to get rid of those so-called student loans. Remember, a student loan is nothing more than a debt collection. That's all. Right,
10: is. and the courts are not okay. working, but so you do have an administrative remedy.
5: You do always have to do an administrative remedy because they're private corporations, so you do an administrative remedy on them. But remember... Whatever monies you owed regarding your tuition, they've already received it for your account with the Social Security Administration. What people need to start doing is getting an audit of their Social Security account. What I'm telling the Social Security Department when I see them next week is that I am terminating the account after liquidation. They're going to tell me I can't do that, and so I'm going to go into equity court to liquidate the entire account and liquidate all of their estates and liquidate all of the trust. People say, you can't do that. According to Corpus Juris Secundum, I can.
2: Oh, I can't wait for that now, one. I can't. Well, are, how, when are you going to do this? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start next week. Well, we so right definitely on, like, have so to really have you back it. on to give us an update on how that goes for you.
10: Is that your website yes, monetized, uh, the one they put in, Bruce? Bruce? Is that the website?
6: Which, no. Which, which one is
10: your, it? your web? You, I'm trying. Uh, I, I didn't catch your contact information. You told me to do something. Oh.
5: Okay.
2: Website
5: redress. Yes, go ahead. Redress right. Redress So the word redress, R-E-D-R-E-S-S-R-I-G-H-T, redress com.
10: Thank you. Redress right. Rights with an S?
5: No. R I G H T
2: singular. Okay.
10: okay. redressright.com. dot com.
2: Dot com. Right. There's yeah, also a link to it. There's a link to it yeah. from my website, myprivataudio.com. Okay. And, so like you right t- there. and and
10: you told me to go where on that website?
2: You just go um
5: uh, at the very bottom there should be something about contact us or more information. And you can get in contact with Ron there, or you can contact me at redressucc at gmail.com.
4: Okay, thank you.
5: He also has access to that, and it's forwarded to the get discharge section of the site, and so you'll get a response from someone. Okay, great.
2: Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, next up, Rhonda Ray. Go ahead. Hi, Rhonda. You've been unmuted.
12: Hi, Angela. Hi. Uh, I I just have an announcement to, get, uh, to make. If I can wait till the end.
2: Okay. Well, what's the announcement?
12: It's a, just about a, a seminar that Carl's going to do. I just wanted to let people know.
2: Oh. Carl
12: Lenz.
5: Yeah. Oh.
2: Well.
12: I don't want to
2: interrupt th- interrupt You're... this man. So... No, no, no. Go.
5: Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Because my phone is gonna cut off momentarily anyway. So yeah, well, go right ahead.
2: But well, you know what? I wanna hold on, Rhonda. Um uh I just wanted to say thank you to uh Brett Redress Right for uh coming on the call and sharing this information with us. I'm so glad you're out of the slammer.
6: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> and uh they can contact you at uh redress right dot com is that they, it no they can contact
5: me directly at redress UCC, uh, gmail.com
2: okay but so the website... redress
5: ucc is redressright.com. Okay. dot com and a lot of people have been looking for the pdf section well that's at the redressright.com dot com location now mm-hmm. um while i was away the ron took it upon himself to reorganize the site and make it professional. And so yeah, now it's beautiful. more user friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all him. Okay, that was all him. Oh, I never had the time that. to do that.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of
5: expense. Um, even my stay in the wonderful facility cost us about $12,000. Wow. Um, yeah, it's uh, because a lot of research. Yeah, That's why I say I can, everything that I'm talking about, I can prove, uh, especially the 14th Amendment part right there, and most of the stuff I saw do, directly. Um, the court didn't know what I was looking for. They didn't know that I was using them to prove all these things until I told them at the last minute, and then they stopped helping me prove these things. Now, I am going to have to go because the facility I'm at, I'm not supposed to be on the phone this long outside and so forth. So right. I apologize to all of you.
2: No, okay. Co- you did good. We I'm had cooperating. Two hours. two hours and thirty minutes. We did good.
5: <laughs> I actually appreciated it very much. And you, you were the first one. If there was a talk show, or you or a radio show that I was going to be on, you were going to be the first.
2: Oh, That's thank you on. so I much. I
3: email. I responded to you immediately.
2: Oh, thank That's you. On. I appreciate that very much. And we'll have you on again uh, maybe in a couple of weeks.
3: See, that'll be okay. I'll email there you. There
2: was
5: uh, a radio show that they were, I think it was L.A. Talk Live or something, that the commission was on two weeks ago, and I wouldn't do it. I was just waiting for you, honestly. Aww. So that's just me letting you know the truth. I was Aww.
2: waiting for your show. Thank you so much. Okay. That makes me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I have a lot of respect for you. Thank you so much. And I, I have a lot of respect for you, too. And I'm so glad you're out and you were able to come on. And uh, I look forward to updates. Again, you're You're moving forward in a lot of areas that I'm interested in. I know everybody else is. And, it's really, uh, you know, I pick up golden nuggets from you every time you're on. So thank you for that. Well, my
5: hope is to empower a lot of other people with what we're about to do. Uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, New York, Moland, all of these banks have been still raking on a lot of money. So now it's time to, because a couple of houses, a couple of lanes on houses, it's not going to hurt them. Yeah. So I do believe we might be able to put so many people back into their homes by legitimately going after them for these fake debts that they've been claiming on people and these homes that they've been taking. Yeah. And so I'm going to really try to get that started.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. All right.
5: And thank thank all of you for allowing me to come on and speak to all of you this evening. I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. And you have a good
2: night, and we'll talk again real soon. And thank you to tell Ron I said... Tell Ron, I said thanks for coming on. Also,
5: I will definitely tell that to him. Okay, thanks. All you. right, all of you have a good evening.
2: Thank you. You too. Okay. okay. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, Rhonda, what what did you want to give us a uh, 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 the lowdown on Carl work? Yeah. Okay.
12: We uh, thank you for allowing me to put it out there on your show.
2: Oh
6: sure.
12: Uh, yeah, Carl has. Uh, graciously agreed to, to do a seminar for us here in uh, the middle of the country, in St. Joseph, Missouri, at St. Joseph, Missouri. It'll be uh, April the 18th and 19th, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we're going to have, this is just kind of a, get people thinking about, it. we're going to have more details on, probably on Saturday's show, Carl Saturday show, uh, and we'll have probably a website by then that people can Communicate, get get details about hotel rooms and all that. But it ought to be pretty fun. And anybody that wants to come listen to him for a couple days would be happy to have you come to our community.
2: Is in where Missouri?
12: Yeah, St. Joe, Missouri.
6: St.
2: Joe, Missouri.
12: Right. I'm just putting it
2: in the putting it in the chat here.
12: Yeah, April eighteenth and nineteenth. That's Saturday and Sunday.
2: Okay, but there's um is it gonna be uh well, how do they get in touch with uh well,
12: like, like I say, we'll have probably more details on Saturday. We're gonna have a website set up by then probably. Okay. Yeah, that's another
2: whole month away, over a month away, so okay. Yeah, but
12: that'll go that will go by quick.
2: Truly well. <laughs> isn't <laughs> it snowing there though? I mean, isn't it like
12: no, no, not now. It isn't. Oh, we missed it. it missed us this, this last oh. night.
2: Okay, good. Wish I could come. But anyway, uh, I know Mark Lucas was trying to get him out here to California to do one. So anyway, yeah. all right. Well, we'll wait for more details as time
12: approaches. Okay. Yeah, I'll just give you, like I say, hopefully Saturday we'll have more details where they can get a hold of us. But that way people can kind of start mulling it over in their minds if they, you know, want to think about coming.
2: Okay, good. Somebody here, uh, dot, 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 I is asking, how close is it to Ferguson?
12: (laughs) (laughs) Ferguson's on the other side of the state. We're on the west side, and and, uh, St. Louis is over on the east side.
2: Okay. All right. Well, very good. Thank you for the uh, uh, information. I put it on the chat also, so... And as time gets closer, I guess we'll hear more about it, you said, on on Carl's Saturday show, so all right, everybody, we can do that. Go on, uh, get, catch Carl's call on Saturday, I try to. Um, I guess that's it. It's been, we're two hours, 37 minutes into the call, we're done for tonight. I hope y'all enjoyed uh, the call, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday on Carl's, and Again, next Thursday, I don't know who's coming on next Thursday, but uh, it's going to be a good one. It always is, isn't it? (laughs) All right, good night, everybody. Have fun. Have a great weekend.
0: plus.